Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM1600, KIBABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. I've been deep 5500 number to call here this afternoon, right here in the Kiva. And uh, we'll be joined by Dowd momentarily. We have uh, Murder Mike here as well. And, well, folks, you know, I spent some time out of the uh, maybe quite possibly the worst run city in the entire country, Albuquerque, New Mexico. My favorite city, you know, I'm, I'm of course, glad to be here in, in Albuquerque. It's my home. You know, there's uh, 11 generations uh, of us, uh, me being the 11th, my kids being the 12th. And uh, we continue to see the slop and circumstance that continues to uh, sort of drown our city. And you are all aiding and abetting this. And I don't want you to kind of get, you know, I think a lot of you say, oh, well, nothing's going to change. I'm going to move. I'm going to leave. Like you have to actually want to be here in order to be here. That's that's like that's how bad the city is. It's just a bad place. You know, Albuquerque sucks. You know, embrace the suck. Embrace what it is. And if you love it, then be here. And if you don't, then leave. And some of us have a lot more skin in the games than others. And some of us, these are roots, these are our families. And uh, I will tell you, if you save Albuquerque, you can save the rest of the country. And uh, a lot of what I should probably say to you about, you know, Albuquerque is that this is all by design. Um, I'll get to this a little bit later on in the program, but, you know, understand just how much that we here in Albuquerque um, are run by the federal government. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. If we're the first to mask coming out of what you see in San Diego National Labs, they, of course, know that that is here. Um, you know, very federally dependent, the atomic bomb. I mean, you can trace like all the ales of, if you will, New Mexico right on back to 1940. You know, we were larger than Arizona back in 1940. And now they drown us out by 14, 15 times uh, in terms of total population and economy and economic growth and everything else. It's nearly a trillion dollar economy in Arizona. Well, we're barely um, 100 billion in the state of New Mexico. So, you know, you have to really sort of look at what we are. And then just, there, there's not a whole lot to complain about because I can say that not a whole lot is really going to change, regardless of who ends up as governor, regardless of who ends up as mayor. Um, there are things that are already kind of bent into the system here and aren't going to change. So go back 80 years, 90 years, uh, if you want to go back to 1930, it's really 80 years is really what this was. And this uh, all became, you know, sort of this desert wasteland where people decided that they were going to go ahead and run their federal government programs. You can go back to Oppenheimer, you know, Oppenheimer hung out here during the summers and said, hey, we go build the atomic bomb. We're going to go blow it up in Alamogordo. We're going to do this on behalf of the country. And every single year ever since that has happened, we have been running federal programs. And we're saying, oh, well, you know, New Mexico's going to change. New Mexico's going to change. New Mexico's not going to change. Don't get your ideas up about how things are just going to go ahead. What this is, is an interesting study of what government does wrong. And we are the experiment. We are the experiment. And chief amongst those experimenters are the people who are willing to run the program. You might want to call them uh, administrators. 
Those administrators can be Republicans. Those administrators can be Democrats. Those administrators are the people who run the state and the city. Okay. And it's run by a mafia where the, we have the state investment council with the third largest sovereign wealth fund. All this stuff is clearly by design. Okay. So there's no reason to weep and get sad and say, Oh, well, you know, if we would only do this one, no, 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 no. You know, now, now with all of that, we're going to start, as you see the front page, and we're going to get to this a little bit later on in the program too. Michelle Lujan Grisham, governor signs order shielding abortion across a state access across state. Okay. Of course, we expected that. I mean, this is a Catholic uh, person, right, who didn't get married in the Catholic Church, by the way, um, who had two children, but somehow wants to make sure that we enable, you know, tourism abortion. And she's not worried about the New Mexico State Board of Tourism uh, because she knows that we're going to be bringing this stuff in and she's going to guarantee that access. And it doesn't matter how much you protest, how much you try and stop it. That clinic there on Lomas isn't going to shut down, Okay. We aren't about to go ahead and change. And, and, and they, the, you know, the evil really loves this. The devil really loves this. I mean, last week was a, a week to really sort of embrace all of our victories, you know, across the country in terms of the Second Amendment, in terms of school choice, in terms of Roe versus Wade. And, and nationally, yes. Nationally, yes. I mean, there are some states that are doing some really good things. And, you know, they're going to um, sort of... I don't know how else to phrase this, but I think they'll fulfill God's promise. They'll fulfill, you know, the sort of miracles that have been, you know, the greatest country in the history of mankind, the United States of America. They'll continue to embody that. And then you'll just see the blue cities and the blue states just turn to crap all over the place. Las Vegas has become that. Las Vegas, Nevada is a decrepit, disjointed, gross, disgusting uh, I don't know, trash bag of a city, top to bottom. It doesn't matter where it's at. It might be, I, I don't know that I could hate Las Vegas any more than I, they, than I have. And I'm like, I don't even have a need to really want to go back there. It's so disgusting. Across the street from all the pot smokers and all the people who are there is probably some of the highest priced real estate over at the Cosmopolitan and the Aria and the Vidara. That's over there, which, you know, some of the highest priced, uh, Stuff. And it just right across the street and they're all sort of enabling the same types of behavior and the same types of values. And, you know, what, what is that value? It's all in pursuit of the, the, the dollar. And do any of those people actually know how to make a dollar? Not really. Not really, because, you know, industriousness, right? You have the people who produce and manufacture and create, not trade, but literally create and make and manufacture they don't live on the fringes. They're not just tossing out ideas. They're not selling the sizzle. Like actual people who are creating real value, who make something, who, who go to work and come home. I've, I've told some of you who work for the state and the city government, you're not making anything. Like at the end of your life, you're going to be completely dissatisfied with your life. Okay. I come from a long line of people who have created something. This radio station is a creation. Okay. And you've attempted to destroy it over and over. We make, we build, we work with our hands. We are inventive. We're creative. That doesn't exist in Las Vegas, Nevada. That doesn't exist in New Mexico. People who work the land, who create stuff, who sell, who manufacture, who actually have a real product, not just trade, not just kind of broker things. They're going to be completely satisfied with their lives. And as we see these governors 
and these mayors and these people, they're administrators. Michelle Lujan Grisham is an administrator. She's carrying out the plans of her party. Whether it's critical race theory, whether it's the Green New Deal by the fact that she is the first state to go ahead and get that passed. All those experiments are getting done right here and she's being rewarded politically. Whether it's controlling the ballot boxes, controlling what's happening with the new software. We, we New Mexico, invested $52.5 million in these voting machines. I don't know on a per capita basis that anybody spent more money than we did. I've been stating that this is Mark Ronchetti's race to lose. I don't know that it matters one way or the other if he wins or if he loses. Because I think unless those voting machines get ultimately taken care of, unless we clear out the cesspool of policies and the Republican enablers of the left side, nothing is going to change. And there have been many of you who have been doing that. You know, we're going to hear today in the program about gay conservatives. Folks, you can't put those two words together. Stop. Just stop. It doesn't work. Okay? Being gay is a choice. We're going to talk about the New New Mexico United Pride Day. Oh, the wonderful Pride Day correlating with the big party and celebration of the state of our city with Mayor Tim Keller at the rail yards in this defunct place where my grandfather used to run and create and manufacture trains at those rail yards. Nothing but crap is created there now, including every single word that drip drops out of the mayor's mouth and all the Republican enablers, which include Trudy Jones, which include Brooke Basson, which include these Republican enablers. And you Republicans who would host a Democrat without forcing him to convert in Louis Sanchez, you're also enablers. And that would be the Bernalillo County Republican Party here in this city. The reason why you want me destroyed, the reason why you want truth destroyed is because you get exposed. But the problem is, in all of this, is you know that if you destroy this, all you do is calling out my truth, our truth, the real truth that is out there. 80 years ago, New Mexico had a larger population than the state of Arizona. There's two X's in all the state's name. One is Texas. That's for ex-America because they're going to be the first to succeed when everything comes down, okay? And it will come down. Expect it. There isn't going to be a redemption story here, okay? We're going to talk about the long, cold winter that is coming up economically because you decided to print money, live fast. I mean, you really have to think about what you've done here, what you've left us. The market signaled that today. We'll talk about the economy. There is no escaping what's coming economically. No escaping. There's nothing you can do at this point. Zero. We're going to talk about the 50-plus immigrants. You created that problem. I mean, issue after issue after issue. But I think first and foremost, we just know that we're going to have a good place to sleep, feel good at night, feel safe at home. Mayor's throwing a party. 
I don't know that we can really throw a party because I think we need to hear from uh, Murder Mike first. There were five murders over the weekend that correlated directly with the celebration of Pride Day. It's a party. It's a celebration. It's a state of our city. And yet, once again, God comes crashing through the clouds in the longest faith-based city, faith-based territory in the state of New Mexico. I have Murder Mike. I'd asked him to come in because I know many of you is like, well, I got to check out. I've got to go on vacation. Oh, but I got I got Monday, so I'm going to check out uh, Wednesday. So I'm have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It didn't matter that you'd have two and a half years off already. No, oh, I can't work. I, I deserve a break. I've been working so hard. Oh, I got to work from home and my chones. Murder Mike, it was a uh, rough weekend, huh? Uh, yeah. Not a weekend to celebrate the the city of Albuquerque. Though that's what uh, they had down at the rail yards on Saturday. The state of the state of the city speech uh, given uh, by one mayor, Tim Keller. Absolutely disgusting. It's why I want him removed from office. Um, although I will tell you, it's going to take about 40,000 signatures uh, plus a charter being created. And before I even embark upon that, um, will Dan Lewis and will the other city councilors be able to go ahead and create a charter so that they can go ahead and get that uh, movement? Of course, Dowd has uh, probably done a little bit. We got to say hi to Dowd before we uh, step directly into murder, Mike. Uh, Dowd, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Good afternoon, sir. Uh, I am a soggy weekend. Uh, I have newfound appreciation. You never hear me badmouth New Mexico's weather and scenery, and there's so much natural wonder, uh, wonders of our state. I'm delighted to be here. But when you days of nothing but mud and rain and corrales, and you have to care of other people's dogs, you get a newfound appreciation for clear skies and sun uh, and not owning an umbrella. Uh, I have renewed my commitment to my love of the natural wonders of New Mexico, probably best weather in the lower 48, without question. It's been a very muggy and muddy and filthy few days for me, but uh, I'm here. I uh, got a good piece uh, just up at Rock Talk Chat. I'm not taking this week, uh, and we're going to have three original pieces this week, and uh, some of us are going to be doing our jobs. We're in a couple weeks off for the 4th of July, Eddie, uh, and I think this problem is is metastasizing. I don't think it's just New Mexico. Boy, Americans are becoming Europeans. They are taking multiple weeks off for for the holiday fourth. I mean, we like our uh, our downtime in, in America and if we've learned anything from the last two years, we need less downtime in America and more work time. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I would hear here on that. We'll talk about your piece uh, during hour number two, a uh, full three-hour show today, folks, uh, here Monday through uh, Friday. Yesterday we had a uh, both uh, Shapiro and I have to keep Shapiro and I do have to keep uh, Dina Lash on, although she seems to vacate a lot uh, these days. So uh, Murder Mike, uh, let's talk about this weekend. Let's talk about what happened over the weekend. And uh, we are now, and I'm looking at my stats that you brought in. We are at 68 murders on the year. Uh, roughly, that's right. Yeah, okay. there's still a couple that are being investigated. It's suspicious death. So, uh, okay. Well, let's not ham and haw. Let's yeah. not hedge. Okay. No hedging. Okay. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Um, we're going to go uh, line by line yet once again, and we'll give you the real state of our city from a man who should be our mayor, but uh, for machines that will never allow that to happen. And I don't want the job anymore. So you can keep your job. And from a so we're at uh, eleven. 
homicides for the month with the five over the weekend, which bring us to, uh, you know, nearly what we had back in uh, a record June uh, in 2021. 2021, we had 13. So we might surpass that. That's the highest number for a June that we've ever had. So uh, that May had an unbelievable 17. On top of that, we might get to uh, 12, 13 uh, before the end of the month is out. And it should also be stated before the first half year is out. Uh, we're on pace for 138 and a half murders. That's correct. That's Last year, we were at 128 murders for the year. Is that correct? Uh, let's see. Uh, last year to date. No, last year. Last for year. the entirety of the year, we had 128 murders, correct? Oh, that's correct, yes. Okay, good. I got so many notes here. <laughs> okay, well, let's let's stay on top of it here. Yep. Okay, and we appreciate you, all the work that you do in tracking this stuff. It's important for people to actually know uh, what is going on. Let's talk about the murders from over the weekend. Uh, that have uh, happened. We had, uh, before this weekend, um, we had uh, one on June 2nd on Mimbris, one on June 9th on Montgomery, one on June 11th on Madison. Uh, we had one on June 13th, one on June 14th, one on June 15th. And then uh, over the weekend, uh, five murders. So six plus the five will get us to 11 for the weekend. Tell us about the uh, homicide updates. Actually, in June, we had one more. On the 24th, we had one that occurred in the 11,000 block of Acoma Southeast. That shows it as being solved. So that, that brings one number up. But this weekend, it, it was. It was uh, another weekend for the books. So I'm going to just get right into it here. Uh, beginning Saturday morning, uh, shortly after 11 o'clock, um, some hikers on the, one of the Bosky trails discovered a partially decomposed male in a tent under the bridge in the area of Atrisco and Regina. Uh, because of the, de de uh, of the decomposition of the body, it's being treated as a suspicious death with a COD or cause of death being determined by the medical investigator. And then again on Saturday, same day, um, Two on the State of the uh, uh, City Day. Uh, very interesting. Uh, a, spe a special celebration, uh, D-Dowd Muska. Uh, a way to really sort of ring in another uh, festive, uh, you know, th this is a, 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 a sort of unbelievable uh, setup for uh, Mayor Tim Keller's State of the City. He went in with two homicides the morning of his celebration of the state of the city there you go uh, and i believe the, uh, there was a line i've got to look at that until the text analysis yet i believe he said something about albuquerque's long-standing problems meaning don't don't blame me uh you right. know I, I got i got him late to the party i i have nothing to do with this right <laughs> we'll get into his uh, speech uh, we'll parse it just out from uh i thought about maybe on friday going through his state of the city speech line by line and uh, doing that alongside an Espanola blotter to sort of round up the week, I thought we might do that. Maybe while people around the campfire are getting uh, getting us someplace. So, uh, all right, uh, go ahead, uh, continue, please, Murder Mike. Okay, and hello, Dale. <laughs> Finally, get a chance to say hi to you. Uh, on Saturday, we had the the shooting uh, at Wyoming and Central, and that was in the evening, uh, approximately nine nine fifteen. The male was shot. Um, he was pronounced dead on the scene, and that was at Wyoming and Central on Saturday night. And then moving to Sunday, uh, there was two homicides that were related, and they were within minutes of each other. Uh, the first one occurred a little after 7 in the morning at the Circle K at 98th and Central, 
where a male had been found shot to death. And then a minutes later, a female was found in a, in a residential home in the Southwest Area Command. Uh, she had also been shot. Uh, and it appears right now that the two homicides, both one at the Circle K and this one, were related. And they do have a suspect in custody in that case. And then Sunday evening, uh, there was one, a uh, little after 8 o'clock in the evening, a male was found deceased in the 200 block of Richmond Southeast. Uh, oh, just down the street here? Down the street, yeah, right, oh, okay. right behind the bank, the Wells Fargo Bank. Oh, yeah, okay. Right there, Richmond and Central. Uh, cause of death is, hasn't been determined yet, but it appears it was either blunt force trauma or shooting. They haven't released any details on that, so those are the that's under still under investigation. That's that's a total of five over the weekend. So, so there we were. Um, before the updates, uh, we were at sixty three with the five. That brings us to sixty eight officially. Is that uh, is that correct? That's what you wrote down here. Yeah, that's that's what I have as well. Okay, and the uh, APD uh, generally updates this when. Uh, Sometimes they do it once a week, but sometimes they, they'll lapse and let it uh, go two or three weeks. I think this hmm. these stats are put together by the PIO. Not, not very disciplined is the APD, huh? Not not, not extremely. They try hard, but uh, you know sometimes they just I'm not get sure. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I don't agree with that. <laughs> well, I, I'm supporting the PD, so I got to well, say Well, we got we to gotta get past this. Yeah. The police aren't paid enough. And, yeah. oh, if they only got paid more. Have you seen the salaries of these guys? I mean, honestly, let's just get let's just get past it. I make phone calls. We don't want them to interrupt your 911 time with homeless down and out calls. You know, the, the police are going to mail it in, too. They don't have to really check in that hard. You know, no. honestly, if you're a police officer, would you work that hard? I would want to be a police officer in this. City I didn't ask anymore. that. I said, oh. would you work that hard? Knowing uh, the way your hands are tied and you're not going to get that much support from the administration anyway. I mean, honestly, no. do you want to work for Tim Keller? Uh, no, he's been. Okay, so promises. I'm a police officer and I work for Tim Keller. Uh, morale sucks and we don't really like our, our mayor. So, you know, as far as the police are concerned, they're not going to really work that hard. They don't need to. No, or the chief. They're not getting support by the chief or the mayor. So yeah, there you go. All right. All in backing them. All right. Well, uh, continue to tune in there, Murder Mike. I'll bring you back on. Uh, Dowd, I'll let you uh, kind of uh, uh, listen in here, but uh, I'm going to turn you down just because of the uh, keyboard. Dowd's ordered himself a new keyboard. I sent him one because you guys have continued to go ahead and uh, talk about the keyboard uh, issue, if you will. Uh, front page of the Albuquerque Journal, U.S. Marshals in Albuquerque shoot kill fugitive who left halfway home. Really, is that is that front page news? I'm really not that that interested in. What I am interested in is in the state of the city, and I think we need to probably start there. It got major coverage in the U.S. News and the World Report. Uh, city holding the line during difficult times. What, what exactly does that mean? More ways to sort of uh, spin things. Here we go. So uh, here's what what they'll do is they'll start spinning some stuff, and uh, let's let's go through it. Let's cut through all the crap that the uh city of albuquerque likes to go ahead and push out i mean this is what you wanted so let's let's enjoy it and just understand that you live in an interesting city okay and this is all by design everything that that is here this is all on purpose so don't try to think that you're gonna do something take some new initiative that's gonna turn things over they won't even get a charter pass so we can go ahead and get the mayor removed okay i'm already i'm already hearing that we won't be able to go ahead and get the mayor removed. So 
there you go. We're probably going to end up, um, uh, Dow, did you do some more research by chance into, uh, how to get uh, Mayor Keller removed? Statutes I cited were, you know, there's not a lot of language in the statute. Basically, you know, it empowers a home rule municipality. But again, the legislative body municipality has to add that element to the city charter. And, you know, given what we've got on our city council, <laughs> it's iffy. Yeah, so we know that Trudy Jones, and she, she's already mailing it in. She doesn't care. She's about to retire and probably in some weird way she's benefiting from something somewhere. And then you got Brooke Besson. Um, her stuff didn't get introduced and... You know, nobody's really her friend right now. Uh, that's true. Although Mayor Keller is her friend. Remember, she was out on the pitch with the New, Mex New Mexico United pushing the stadium. Let's not forget uh, who Brooke Basson is and who has she, she has become. Um, and then I think more importantly, um, since none of this stuff is going to get retracted that she has introduced, this is right in line with Mayor Tim Keller because Mayor Tim Keller will be basically be able to overrun whatever it is the city council has already passed and if they decide to retract it, I think he can go ahead and make an executive order to do stuff. If Is that not the case, Dowd, in terms of the homeless yep. encampment, I believe? Mm -hmm. Okay, or I think we're right on, on with that. Okay, so let's get to the state of the city uh, since we didn't uh, cover that. Jessica Dyer, no doubt covering that. She loves Tim Keller, by the way. She loves, she was, oh, you're so nice to Tim. Mike. Well, I just thought it was kind of a weird thing to be saying on the stage, little Manny, you know. Remember, Manny and Manny and Tim were best friends uh, during uh, Mayor Tim Keller's uh, first uh, term. So here comes the way that uh, Tim Keller is going to phrase. Remember, this is politics and positioning and making sure that uh, you're not going to cry too loudly or be too angry or be too upset. Uh, this is from the AP, Albuquerque, uh, printed in the U.S. Uh, News and World Report. Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller said much of the progress made against crime was erased by the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. Just stop there. People were staying at home. I thought people were afraid of, uh, of getting the COVID. Weren't coming out of their house. Weren't coming out. Uh, restaurants were shut down. But somehow, somehow, was there, you know, there was actually red places that actually had crime go down significantly. COVID-19 didn't increase the causes, except in those blue cities like Milwaukee and Seattle, where people were rioting and raping, and then the whole Black Lives Matter thing in Minneapolis. I mean, you know, we can go, we can go into this if you want. But we don't need to, because we know the facts. But believes the city's police department has made improvements. Okay, cool. Wow. I really like this. The city department has uh, made improvements. How have they made improvements? Look at the focus here. I think this is very telling, even that it's, that it's written up. And I think Friday we probably will cut through his 40-minute speech. In his first state of the city address of his second term, Keller announced that the Albuquerque Police Department is seeking release from at least some of the federal oversight it has been under. Why? Well, the police are aiming to show compliance. Oh, that's... You know what we want out of our police officers? We want them to be more compliant with the Department of Justice. That's what we were looking for. That just smells progress. With about a quarter of the terms inside the U.S. Department of Justice settlement agreement. Well, of course the AP is going to write about this. Remember, this is all from the Defund the Police group. This is who they are. The Defund the Police group loves this type of reporting. Oh, well, I'm glad they're... They're not abusing their 
criminals any longer. You know, we got to treat them right. They're human beings too. I don't even know, honestly, if they have souls, to be quite honest. I, I'll go there. I'll go that level. I really think that some of these criminals, yeah, they don't have souls. They don't care. They just want their next high. Whatever is going to make their flesh and their brains get some sort of extra high at this point. And then they can find some sort of excuse. They've got no shame. They've got no pride. They've got no discipline. They don't care. They'll, they'll, they'll rob their mom. They'll rob their dad. They'll rob anybody they can to get their next high. This is who these criminals are. Let's continue. Very exciting. I love this one. They just spell it all out. First. The Albuquerque Journal reports Keller had made similar announcements during his 2020 State of the City address. Oh, we're more compliant with UJ. You know what I really focused on, Mayor Keller, is that the Albuquerque Police Department is more compliant with the federal government. Yes. But the release never happened. Keller didn't announce any new solutions for homelessness, according to the AP, but said the city is revisiting its approach to encampments. We need to be given permission and approval to clear Coronado Park and create places for folks to go. What does that mean? I'm waiting for permission. Are we bending over, waiting for the public? They're literally screaming, yelling, pounding their fists. Well, because you guys are sort of slime me and my character and call me homeless and all these things. Oh, we don't need to do that. Eddie, Eddie wanted to criminalize the homeless problem here. Well, what do you think they're trying to do right now? What's the only thing that works? I literally saw a man get arrested at the CVS for shoplifting. For shoplifting in Las Vegas, Nevada. I think he had like two sandwiches, like a monster drink and some, I think, malt liquor. Okay, I'll leave it right there for you to go ahead and interpret the rest. And I saw a police motorcycle copped out with his helmet on at a black man at the front of the CVS right there across the street from MGM Grand Hotel uh, in full cuffs with uh, a Karen yelling out about how this man needed to be arrested and taken and taken. There you go. So yep. not a scene you would see in Albuquerque, New Mexico, no doubt. You could just walk out with anything you want out of any store you want. And the Eddie, you're, uh, you know, Vegas has has, it, has its problems, and and uh, when, when my trip comes up in less than two months, we're going to be spending a couple of days in the outlying areas out in the rural places. Going to go down to Pahrump, uh, in addition to going to those wonderful restaurants in Vegas at night. There you go. Well, uh, stay safe. It is uh, there is a large criminal element there, uh, but they do try to take care of that, and there are plenty of sirens that are going off all the time. Let's continue. Keller also discussed plans to revitalize downtown Albuquerque. Uh, what did he fail to to, to say there? is that Tim Keller, your mayor, wants local businesses in depressed downtown office vacancy like you cannot believe in downtown Albuquerque. But they want to revitalize it, but they want them to pay for their own security. Yes, that's what he wants. A new career experience program for kids. What? What careers could you possibly have here other than the federal, state, or local government? And climate action initiatives. Woke is broke. We're definitely breaking this bad, bad boy down. There's no doubt about it. That was just the little snippet that was uh, in the U.S. News and World Report. So they did reference the Albuquerque Journal. I think we should probably talk a little bit about that. Here comes Jessica Dyer. Despite a pandemic, what he called the city's decades-old challenges. I should probably pipe in, uh, doubt, uh, doubt your, uh, by the way, your video is a little bit sketchy, just so you know, for the Rocket Pocket TV, but don't, don't get out and come in. They'll just 
just you can uh, uh, hide your uh, video so it doesn't skip so much, and then all your audio will come through a little bit better, I think. You've got to work on that uh, situation there. Okay, here it is, folks. And Dowd, feel free to chime in anytime. Despite a pandemic and what he called the city's decades-old challenges, this is directly from the Albuquerque Journal, Albuquerque has remained resilient and is pushing towards a brighter future. What brighter future are we talking about? You couldn't be bleaker. And they have created this. They're gaslighting you. They're gaslighting the public. They're making it seem as if you have had a choice in any of this. Again, this is by design. Mayor Tim Keller said during an annual State of the City address on Saturday, in his first such address of his second term, he told a crowd of several hundred about the city's efforts to combat crime. Oh, you know what? It's all about the effort. It's all about the potential, isn't it? And homelessness and revitalized downtown, saying the community has not given in to despair despite some, quote, unquote, very dark days. Oh, who is it that's given in into despair? I think it's you guys. Oh, COVID's come shut down. Oh, the, the crime is really bad. I don't know what to do. Open up more borders, bring in more drugs. Yep. Oh, this, there's a school shooting. Well, we're not going to do anything about that. Why would we do that? What we share today, these are quotes, is the hard work of so many to tame these challenges. Tame these challenges and tackle them with trademark spirit. What What are you talking about? Trademark spirit? We don't have anything that's even recognizable of Los Conquistadores. The Duke City. We would be actually doing something about it. Not be sitting on our hands. Well, I believe the previous article said something. We're waiting for direction. We have to be given permission no, no, no. You know, conquistadors run you over, throw people in jail, and take care of business. And run it like a man would run something. But we don't have men running things here. Oh, we, we, in fact, we don't even have men. We don't even have uh, men being men anymore. Men are being transgender. We'll talk about that as well. I can't wait to get to that part of the, the show. I, I plan on taking my time going through all this because the more I read, the more I came back into this, I'm like, oh, well. This is Albuquerque. You got to love it. You got to This is exactly what you would expect. The crap here is just so thick. You just, you got to really like embrace the suck. And that's what we're going to do today. Okay. <clears throat> Trademark spirit and determination. Yes. You're very determined to drive us completely and totally into the ground with your leftist progressive agenda. I believe he's, he's been so good at combating COVID that even Tim Keller got COVID two weeks before his state of the city. What's the state of the city? <coughs> well, I just recovered from COVID. I've got, I'm quadruple vax. I've got the vax that saves lives. If I didn't get the vax, I would have died. <laughs> Yet we have proven time and time again and time again that, yeah, you're an idiot for vaxing yourself. You are all idiots for vaccinating yourself. I believe the real estate of the city is a city that is holding the line during difficult times. What line are we holding? We're letting it all in. Every problem we possibly can, we're letting the criminals out, we're bringing the immigrants in, we're trying to hoard whatever we possibly can so we can go ahead and create this progressive future. In fact, I think Lonely Girl thinks that men can have abortions, if I'm not mistaken, over the weekend. That, that's a little rock of talk.chat. Um, tweet from over the weekend. 
I believe the real state of the city is a city that is holding the line during difficult times. It is a city that has not, will not stop advancing toward a horizon that brings out the best in Albuquerque. Stop here. I think it's time for a little bit of what is the best of Albuquerque. Well, let me tell you, folks. It happened all on the pitch over at the New Mexico United as they celebrated, no, not just Pride Day, Pride Weekend. God, I'm chomping at the bit to get at that, I got to tell you. So the city has experienced overall crime drops in 19 and 20, that pre-pandemic. They have continued to be a sore spot during the color administration in 2021. The city saw 119 homicides, I believe uh, Murder Mike said 128. It's highest total in recorded history. Halfway through 2022, there have been 55 homicides. We just reported 68 directly off the Albuquerque Police Department. But of course, the Albuquerque Journal is going to kind of go easy. They're going to hedge and hem and haw as much as they can. Jessica Dyer is a huge Tim Keller fan. Okay, I know. I sat with and the city is on pace to match that record high. In a pre-recorded video played during Saturday's speech, police chief Harold Medina said his department had so far this year arrested and charged 57 homicide suspects. What they didn't tell you is those homicide suspects aren't coming out of this year and that the Albuquerque Police Department probably has a, what, a solve rate of 25% uh, or so. Is that about right? Uh, uh, Murder Mike? Uh, yes, that's correct. Is that about 25, maybe a little bit more at more than, than that? 25%. Oh, 57. We, we don't have, we're not looking for quantities. Out of every 10 homicides, how many are solved? About three. And made more than 1,800 felony arrests. Uh, compared to what? What does that even mean? I feel like there's 1,800 crimes committed in the city of Albuquerque every single day. And Keller used his address to reiterate the other ways the city is trying to improve public safety. Trying. You know what? I'm going to get reelected because I tried harder. If we just try harder, if we keep pushing, if we keep trying, including his administration's effort to assemble numerous local police public agencies to form, uh, uh, let's form some forms to form some forms for some more forms. Like, this isn't doing anything. His administration's effort, here we are, potential, to assemble, we're, 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 we're creating an effort to assemble something that will form into crime abatement strategies. Wow. Plan, 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 plan. Now, it all sounds very important. Literally nothing is achieved in that sentence. Jessica Dyer's writing it down. Whoa, that sounds really important. That sounds like you're getting stuff done. But I know if Eddie Aragon were mayor, he'd be riding around in a giant van all day, cracking down, probably at 2 in the morning there at the crime scene, like, what the hell's going on here, Medina? Why is this happening? Who? You've had this guy three times detained. How come that's not in your report? Be cracking down on the police officers. No, we're not going to write him up. We're not going to compare him against the Department of Justice. We're going to focus on how did this guy end up dead on our streets at this time if we made five touches in the last three weeks? And that's exactly the type of thing. You know, there's a ramp up to this every single time. Listen to the scanners. The Metro Crime Initiative started in 2021. We'll convene again this time. Hey, we're planning to plan, to plan to get together, to plan to get, you know, do some things so we can strategize and form. Uh, and that's what our best efforts are leaning towards. You know what I mean? Really sounds important. He also spoke about the Albuquerque Community Safety Department. 
Oh, or ACS. You know, you know it's progressive when they convert it into an acronym. Hyphenated last names and acronyms. You know you're dealing with a progressive. Which launched last year to provide an alternative response to 911 calls that would otherwise go to public and police, police and firefighters. You know what? We're going to take the burden off our police and their firefighters. Never mind the fact that they're only 30% successful, which is a failure. FF minus, 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 minus. We're, we're going to take uh, so they have more time to spend it. The police are like, bro, I'm getting paid the same. I'll get there when I get there, dog. Crime is bad, and it's because we got Michelle Lujan Grisham. Crime is bad because of you let all the criminals out. You want me to go catch these guys four, five, six times? I'll show up when I show up. I got to take my kids to school. And then after I take my kids to school, I might be a little bit late. But, hey, I'm the only guy that's here to suit up as police officers. Oh, and if there is any sort of threat level danger, we're going to engage. But I'm going to call 10 police officers before I even engage the actual situation. If someone dies, they probably got there and they probably deserved it. Like, that's the attitude of the police at this point. Like, yeah, we're here. But I'm not going to put myself in harm's way because even I'm afraid of the criminals. They've got more rights than I do. I'm a police officer, and I've got handcuffs, and I'm trying to shoot, <laughs> figuratively speaking, while my hands are tied behind my back. I'm, I'm literally nailing this. Which launched last year to provide an alternative response to 911 calls. Staffed, here we go, more progress. Staffed by social workers and other specialists. Doesn't that sound important? See, this is all of it. Efforts to assemble, to create and form agencies, crime abatement strategies will convene again this summer. I don't know when, uh, maybe when Tim Keller comes back from vacation. Meanwhile, we're going to have the summer where we have our most violent number of, uh, of deaths that we've ever had because things are getting worse. But you're you not paying attention because, you know, we're going to. We're going to recognize the positives that are going on in our community on channels 4, 7, 13, the Albuquerque Journal, KKOB, everywhere we can talk about, oh, you know what? If we just talk about things in a very positive way, things are going to get better. It doesn't work that way. You actually have to do work. The department now has 20 units taking calls. 20. What does that mean? Units of blood, units, uh, what, what, what's a unit consist of? Related to homelessness, public inebriation, and behavioral health, and is planning to expand 24-7 coverage. Will the inebriation also include your recently uh, planned pot laws, where we don't criminalize less than an ounce? Yeah, probably, but you're probably not going to pay attention to that. Cities across America are actually looking to us for leadership in this area. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. As a shining leader when it comes to this stuff. A co- uh, I, 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 folks, I just want you to realize this is by design. I'm going to tell you about all the things and you're going to buy it. Then you're going to reelect me and I'm going to form conventions, convene, you know, whatever. I'm going to make every effort, try, and don't you see, you know, inspiration, perspiration, aspiration, you know, whatever I'm trying to do. I'm going to form, create, mold. Well, I'm getting together. We, we've got a new acronym driven by hyphenated last name, and she's a minority, and 
she was hired by the chief of, he was hired by the chief of diversity and we made sure we covered all of our bases except for the problem that we were actually trying to do which is to solve crime and by the way police are pigs and we're going to go ahead and defund the police as progressives that this is who they are this is who they are back to blue hell no that's not what they do they hate the police and they're going to tell you how much they love them. And the best thing that they could say is that, oh, they're finally getting on board with our defund the police efforts. Folks, progressives and Democrats do not care about the community. They know how to protect themselves. They want to make sure it doesn't come into their backyard. It's all about the NIMBY crowd. Okay, not in my backyard. It's not what they want. Do not be dissatisfied with this. This is exactly what you signed up for. You should expect this. It's not going to improve here, okay? And remember, the other conservative station, the, all the other people who said, oh, we're going to vote against it, and the Republicans are like, we're going to get behind Manny. Oh, Manny was, was directly with Tim Keller the entire time, but that doesn't matter. We've got to get behind him because who knows what Eddie's going to do. I can tell you I wouldn't stand for this because I'm the actual guy who cares. Stand behind me. I stand behind you. We'll get behind every single person out there. You don't have to like me, but I'm a-hole enough to get the damn job done. Now you've got a bunch of, you got a sheriff, still the same sheriff. You got a mayor, still the same mayor. And you have to realize, like, you're part of the design because you buy this BS day in, day out. You love it. You love it when Jessica Dyer writes up her articles and talks to you just like this. You love it. You feel, like, important, like... Oh, we're finally turning the curve. Haven't we been turning the curve for how many years? How many decades? Oh, we're, we're, potential, form, creation, committee. <laughs> like it's it's so much craziness. I just love it. Like this is a, a a real form of mental illness where the federal government has worked together with the state government and the city government to create exactly what exists in this Truman Show of a city that you have. And instead of you like waving high and being happy and uh, you know appreciative of everything that's happening, you're like, well, I'm going to complain, but I know I'm an elected Democratic politician. They're going to come up with some fancy concepts and words, essentially saying nothing, and nothing will ever change, and we're going to be happy about it. Yay! Because we aren't going to be those guys, the dark days, the naysayers. I'm not a naysayer. For me, calling out what I see, call a strike a strike, call a ball a ball, right? WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. And speaking of, as we always start off, I was thinking as I was uh, on the plane today, flying in with a bunch of zombies, people have like no idea. You know, it's so amazing. I jump on a plane with a bunch of people who probably, you know, should recognize me, but they don't because they don't care. Half of them were drunk this weekend. The other half were stoned out in Vegas. And they're just happy to like be somewhere that's not Albuquerque. And they're like, well, Albuquerque sucks. Albuquerque sucks. I'm like, well, embrace the suck. Be happy about it. I am the material, the wealth of material I get day in, day out from you guys. Like picking up, it doesn't matter if it's a journalist, somebody talking to me on the street, just somebody I say that's out there. And then like literally manufacturing the only thing that they can, which is BS, that they've heard someplace else to blame someone who's either white, Republican, or someone who has money. Like, that's their little formula for the world. They somehow are cool and edgy. Let's continue, shall we? Sorry for taking so long, but I think if Tim Keller can take 
you know, 40 minutes to say a whole lot of nothing. I can give you three hours of a whole lot of something based upon a ridiculous and totally stupid speech that was covered by, well, the enablers. And that would, of course, be every single quote unquote journalist, if you even want to call them that. Cities across America are actually, yeah, well, I can't believe it. They're actually, you wouldn't believe it. They're, they're actually, yeah, no, they're not doing that. In a moment of deja vu, Keller said that the APD is seeking release from at least some of the federal oversight it has been under since 2015. Well, aren't we always, isn't that always been the, the story, no matter who our mayor is? It aims to show compliance with about a quarter of the terms inside the U.S. Department of Justice settlement. Nobody is worried about the DOJ right now. Everyone's worried about crime, if they're worried about anything, or where they're next hired. Like, that, that's, that, that's the pendulum. Keller had made a similar announcement during his State of the City, but he never, but the release never happened. In an interview Saturday, Medina said APD had 2020 backslid on compliance. Oh, there's the guy. The guy that only cares about power. Harold Medina. He'll, he'll stab his best friends in the back so that he can go ahead and advance his career. <laughs> Which along with the pandemic and other factors, how does the pandemic even factor in? Thwarted the expected reprieve. These are big. These are big. These are two dollar words here. Thwarted the reprieve. You would think that with less crime and while people are in their homes, it'd be easier to manage the crime problem. But nope, not in the city of Albuquerque. Oh no, no. But the DOJ already had okay the city's current attempt to remove 62 paragraphs from the agreement and let APD monitor itself in those particular areas, which include behavioral health training, officer assistance, and support. So during Saturday's speech, Keller also noted that homelessness is on display in so many areas of our city. Thanks for acknowledging that. He wow. said the city needs an above, all of the above approach. I don't know what that means. <laughs> if my son walked into here and he said, Dad, I'm going to take an all of the above approach to cleaning my room, to making sure I get all of the, uh, you know, we got to do everything. I got to really kind of marshal in the forces. You know, I got to, you know, form and create. And we're setting up a committee. And, Dad, I've got some plans. How about just cleaning the room? How about just doing your chores? <laughs> like, seven-year-olds understand things better than Tim Keller does. Citing rental assistance vouchers. Uh, oh, do we need to more more handouts for homeless people? Yes. How about criminalizing a level of homelessness here in the city, which I believe a majority of you would be on on board with when you're not high or drunk, you would agree with me. Okay. When you're high or drunk, you vote Democrat because oh, he's so cool. That's Tim Keller. It's a metal mayor. Affordable housing development. Yes, we need more of that. Uh, you mean the affordable thousand dollar square foot tiny homes? Was that is that the affordable housing development that you speak of, Tim Keller? Hotel to apartment conversions. Oh, you mean dilapidated real estate like Motel 76, where they rape seven-year-old kids repeatedly 27 times. You have to actually have Hector Balderas come in and take care of your problems in your city, Tim Keller. You mean that type of hotel to apartment conversion? And the long-awaited, oh, by the way, the hotel to apartment conversion was that your failed redevelopment in the center of the city that included a water park, but because... The city has such a bad criminal element that even that couldn't succeed. Yes, now it's an apartment. I even forget what the heck the name was, but it's right next to the Green Jeans factory. And the long-awaited Gibson Health Hub. <laughs> I'm not making this up. He literally, Gibson Health, what, are we talking about my health club, Planet Fitness? 
that what we're talking about? Across the street from uh, the Veterans Hospital? Long awaited by the people who will get their salaries by working there. Yes, yes. Long awaited oh, by okay. them. Okay. You mean, yeah. Uh, is this, uh, this going to be filled with people from Sandia National Labs with their masks on who are afraid to constantly go outside? And are willing to go ahead? The Gibson Health Club. Is that where all the uh, random homeless people are just roaming around across the bridges, on the side of the road, you know, rummaging through trash cans, robbing people for $5? Is that, you mean that Gibson Health Hub right next to the methadone clinic, right next to my office here? Or the Super 8 homeless shelter uh, right across the street from the Waffle House? Are you, are you talking about that Gibson Health Club? Located in the old Loveless Hospital on Gibson, the city has begun work to create an on-site medical respite. Oh, <laughs> respite facility and medical sobering center plus a gateway center a homeless shelter through the shelter component which voters in 2019 approved funding for remains tied up in neighborhood appeals yeah because even those people realize that all the homeless people that they're attracting there they don't want them there yeah nobody does every single element and that's uh, Cheryl Stapleton's district 19 uh, as I refer to it COVID-19 district one of the most animated moments of his fourth, I like the the I like the fact that they use the word animated to describe anything Tim Keller does, other than being held perfectly in a pose and you know phrase uh, you know pictorially as they often do. There's nothing animated about the man. One of the most animated moments of his 40-minute address, Keller countered criticism that the city does not do enough to clean up in Camden, saying Cruz legally disband. Oh, we had to get into that because we have to respect. If anything, homeless people have tremendous amount of respect for businesses and other people. You know, they're generally hooked on drugs or drunk off their asses. And I they, they exude a high level of respect. So we need to go ahead and give them the same type of respect back by being legal. You know, they, they might create uh, large generators at certain parks in the near Northeast Heights uh, next to a certain uh, radio talk show uh, uh, talent, uh, Dow 3000, and Dow make sure that they do it legally when they disband uh, these uh, encampments. Dozens of them, they disband. But he says they will not pursue what he deems simplistic and inappropriate solutions. We're going to continue with this next hour. We'll continue to pick this apart. Yeah, this is as tough to hear as it is for me to talk about. But who else is going to spend the time? Who else was in the game? Who else tried to prevent this stuff from actually happening? And here it is. You have somebody in a suit and tie and a vest and a big white smile telling you about how wonderful our city is. And you guys are really standing up and turning it around. This is more of the same old crap. And it's by design. And you're enabling it. Congratulations, Albuquerque. Embrace the suck. I have. You give me great material every single day to talk about right here in the Kiva. And for that, we thank you. On AM 1600 KIVA, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I'm the MC Center KIBABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Hour two coming at you here at DEBQ. I'm happy to be. Maybe I don't sound like it, but I am. I love it. The material you guys give me is just so so amazing. The most interesting city in the world. And 
I don't know. Maybe I'm one of the most interesting guys in the world, uh, at least in your world here at Albuquerque, whether you like me or not. Uh, particularly if you love to hate me, that's uh, I'm definitely interesting to you because you can't stop listening and you send me all your hate speech and I love your hate text. Uh, that's, that's where I really start to feel good when I, when I feel the hate and I'm like, embrace the suck. Because I'm literally rubbing your... You know, when your dog takes a crap on the par- on the carpet, I'm like, there you go, right there, right? I don't do that. I don't have a dog. But, you know, there are some people who don't know how to raise animals, and they'll they'll rub your face in it. But at this point, you know, you know does a dog want to smell itself? The answer is no. Do you want to smell your? You want to smell what you're cooking? Or do you got cooking out? No, you can do Eddie, I wish he would just say something positive. He needs to stop bagging and start bragging. I swear, the caricature in that particular cartoon is exactly me. I saw all the start, stop bagging, start bragging uh, uh, people hanging out in the uh, ooh, the, the transgender. Oh, I, I I can't wait to get to that. I'm gonna get to it. It's it might be it might be one of the segments of the year that I don't even have to do. I don't have to work that hard. You guys are so disgusting. Like, who's going to take the kids to a drag queen show at the ballpark and celebrate that with them? Oh, family friendly. Yes. We're going to talk about how family friendly that is. On you mothers and father, well, Uncle Hal's gay and we need to support him. So I want you to wear your rainbow shirts and we're all going we're all gonna to go out there and support Uncle Hal and his partner because love is love. Love, love is love. Love knows the boundary. And then they're like, like stick it in your face and if you're not going to accept me being gay, if you're not going to accept me being transgender, if you're not going to accept my queerness, boy, you're a homophobe. Really? I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't want to see your junk. I don't want to see your colors. I don't want to see anything. Get it out of my face. Okay. And I don't want to see your soccer team because it sucks too. It sucks. Hey, I suck. You suck. Embrace your suck. Oh, what do you mean? Embrace. Oh, <laughs> I thought he embraced the suck. I'm sorry. I thought he meant something else. But then he wanted me to embrace the suck. Well, that's later. That's when we're done with all of our festivities. Then, then we really embrace the suck. Yeah, I bet you do, sickos. Who you are? Embrace it. I don't need to. Get uh, so much stuff. So let's see. State of the city: Keller murders. We suck. Homeless. We suck. Economy. Well, I think we're one of the highest unemployment uh, cities in the entire, certainly in the region. There's no doubt about that. Uh, labor participation rate couldn't be lower. Uh, nobody wants to work. Hey, I'm just gonna get high. Um, COVID. We had that lockdowns. Yeah, we did all that. State of the city. Yep, yeah, we suck again. There it is. Good job, Timmy. As a Catholic. Uh, who comes from St. Pius X, you're an embarrassment to the entire institute. We're not going to respect Eddie because he doesn't really, you know, oh, it's okay to have uh, gay priests over at uh, Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception who were formerly married and uh, who were helping out Sabine Griego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, I'm still waiting for you to serve me with a lawsuit on that one. Please. So I can have my day with you. So he can have his way with us. That Eddie Aragon, how does he know all of our dirty little secrets? Someone needs to tell him where, where, what, what he can say and what he can't. We try to take the radio tower out. We try to get him from stop talking. 
He somehow he got twenty percent in the mayor's race despite and, and coming at the end. We went at him twice. The man won't shut up. Somehow he's correct about the India Palace. How does he know these things? Who's feeding him the information? Is he in on our back plans? No. Let's see. Look at the scraps India's, but I'll read some text. Uh, Dowd, hour two. How are you? Uh, on that subject, Eddie, uh, as someone who uh, uh, I certainly have a religious objection to this uh, lifestyle that's being forced down our throats, uh, I put a quote in, um, although I'm certainly not a fan of their, their ideology and their politics, I put a quote from a Canadian man of letters a number of years ago when, uh, because today's the anniversary of the Stonewall, the biggest the beginning of the Stonewall riots, uh, he yeah. Goes by the name of Robertson. Uh, some of our, some of our other men and women of letters uh, who who know literature and history might know the phrase "the love that dare not speak its name." And uh, when the activism started a couple of decades ago, man of letters Robertson Davies said, "The love that dare not speak its name has become the love that won't shut." up uh you can't even go to a soccer match without being inundated with this stuff uh i have a, a link going out in the daily blast uh, for tomorrow eddie it, it is a it's a fascinating piece it's a but it's it's based on a picture of the the pride flag i guess in some street in london where they're just lined with these flags and he's likening it to some sort of um uh, totalitarian state with just constant yeah, yeah. propaganda it's it, it, it's getting that bad. It's, it's it's creepy. It's just creepy. Why don't we just mind our own damn business like we used to in this America in, in our country? No, no. We want to show you. I want to tell you how gay I am. I'm assuming at this point the entire New Mexico United team is all having sex with each other. They must be. Otherwise, I mean, you're a bigot. This, I mean, I, they have to be. And if they are, that's okay, right? I mean, half the softball teams out there, I mean, they're all with each other. Basketball teams, I mean, honestly, you know these women, and I know this because, you know, I dated a softball player when she was in college, and she used to tell me about, well, who was dating who on, on their team? Which girl was dating which girl? Yeah, on the team. They go on their little, you know, spend a lot of hard, grueling times on the road. You know? Then they have to get in early. They have, uh, what do you call it, curfew? <laughs> Training tape. I'll shack up with her for the weekend. NCAA. Yeah, it's this is all real. Oh, Eddie, stop talking like that. I didn't. That stuff doesn't happen, Eddie. Oh, it doesn't. Well, drag queen shows happen at my uh, local uh, New Mexico. You, you wanted to fund that? They, they, you wanted to fund a fifty million dollar stadium so you can have a drag. That would be like the lar world's largest drag queen stage. Therefore, you can. Oh. I, can't wait to go see the new stadium where they have uh, drag queen parades on the... Peter Travestiani must... Do you, is he one of the drag queens? Doubt? I believe he's married, but... Uh, that, that, that doesn't... Days... That doesn't well, prevent well, anybody from doing anything. No, you know? I mean, I believe I believe the, uh, the Massachusetts uh, Supreme Court, back when all the gay marriage rulings started coming out, said uh, marriage is evolving paradigm. I, I think uh, <laughs> the term husband is an evolving yeah, paradigm. The term man is an evolving paradigm. Yes, yes. Yeah, marriages should not even be recognized by the government. I mean, at this point, which is sort of where we're headed down towards with the, the nuclear uh, Thomas stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, look at this crap Sandia is pushing. Pride Month. All Sandia. Transgender cultural fluency training. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I love it. What, when are they going to be pitching like how to keep families together? Because you know, in the midst of all this kind of stuff, when wait, you, you didn't I hear this thing where women are suddenly going to start um, withholding sex from their their husbands? Aren't they like advocating for that? Wasn't there a sex like strike? That? Yes, yes. Men, if your if your wife is going to withhold sex from her, just divorce her. Seriously, just get if she's going to use it in school in any way, or if she's pro-choice, she can't make a baby without you. It's just time to go ahead and just end it. Seriously, you you don't you shouldn't have married her anyway, especially if she's pro-choice on all that stuff. Just you know, she she don't want to start. What's the purpose of marriage? To start a family, right? Like, just think about that for a second. Why do, why is a marriage recognized? Let's go back to the, uh, where, where did all the immigrants come in? Remember when all the immigrants used to come in to uh, New York and- Oh, Ellis Island. Yeah. Ellis Island and all these, you know, whether it's Polish or Jewish or anything, like if you were drunk, if you were stupid or, you know, you were in any way philandering, like you were thrown out of those and you weren't supported, period. I mean, look at all the women who are protesting the abortion stuff right now. I mean, these are ugly. Nobody would procreate with these women. Look at them. I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm, I, I you're right. You're right. I am, I am serious as a heart attack when I say this. No one wants to. No one wants to give it to these women and have children to procreate. And you conservatives out there who are like, well, we need to protect the life that's inside. No. If those women want to go ahead and go out and fly and go ahead and abort their babies, we don't want them to procreate. Okay? Oh, Eddie, you're not a conservative. Why don't you go make up for all the times that they have abortions? Because once they have an abortion, they're not going to have another child after that anyway. That's what the stats say. They're not pro-life people. They don't want families. They're totally about destroying your families. They want you government dependent. They want you woke. They want you coloring your hair purple or blue or whatever it happens to be. Like, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting, and they're disgusting. You see all those women that were there the day after Donald Trump got inaugurated? Oh, they wanted to blow up the White House, and you had uh, Ben Ray Lujan there with Michelle Lujan Grisham, and I think Martin Heinrich was there. They were all wearing their uh, what's what's those hats, and you see the disgusting things that they were doing. Like they're they have no shame. They have no shame, and they have no souls. These are these are women who are living by the Bible. These aren't people who are living by the Bible that, that think that their life is going to send us someplace. So why are you religious people so like? I don't know what it is, but your singular focus is to convert these people who are dead set against doing any sort of anything that would have to to do with your God. They're rebelling it in the worst way. And you hear these women that go on Sean Hannity's show, like, we see these people and they just got this everything. Stop trying to convince people who don't want to be convinced. They're going to figure out a way to do it. One, and, and they're mostly not having any type of heterosexual sex anyway. They're not trying to procreate. They're upset because you can tell a woman what to do with her body constitutionally, right? And states are going to define that. Front page of the Albuquerque Journal. There's Michelle Lujan Grisham. What's her, what's her, what's her husband's name? Manny? He's a Manny the mechanic. 
Three days after a U.S. Supreme Court overturned the landmark abortion ruling, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham on Monday signed an executive order aimed at protecting abortion patients. Protecting abortion patients. We just let's just skip over the baby. <laughs> like they write it like it's, Dan Boyd writes it like he has no idea what a child is or that he ever was one. That he was ever you know a semen seed. That he was ever anything other than what he is today, protecting woman's right to murder her own baby. So what? Do you really want these people to pro- procreate at this point? Go have 10 kids. You know what the best thing that you can do, the conservatives, right now? Go have a family with like six, seven, eight people. Go have six, seven, eight children, okay? Don't need to join a cult to do that. You don't need to be part of this particular group or that particular group, and you know exactly what I want to say, but I'm not going to say it, okay? Because that, that is a cult. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is a cult. The executive order, which drew Republican criticism and could be repealed by a future governor, comes as New Mexico is embracing for an influx of patience. <laughs> like they're literally writing that out. Patience. Yes. Patience. No, no. We're not bracing. Uh, <clears throat> Dan, I thought you were a journalist. <clears throat> You're M. You put an E-M before it. Embracing. Love is love. Love knows no boundaries. We we love we we love our our women who don't want who want to abort their children. That's love. Embracing, right, Dan Boyd? Come on, Dan Boyd. Like they can't even. It's so foreign to them that it never even enters their head. It never even goes into their head for a moment that there's a life involved. Not for a second. Uh, specifically, it seeks to shield healthcare professionals targeted by lawsuits from losing their licenses or being disciplined. Nobody cares. They're going to do it anyway. Are they selling baby parts, you know, hearts for like 75 bucks, brains for, you know, 125? You know, the whole state's profiting from it. Okay, back to my first premise in the first hour. It's by design. Embrace the suck. This is what happens here. They are literally championing this thing. Okay. We know that we brought Catholicism. Look, we started squeezing the grapes first. We brought Jesus Christ to the to the Newland right here. Okay. All of these types of things. And I'm not advocating for anything religious, but they see this as taking over, just like they use uh, Indigenous Peoples Day to take over Columbus Day. It's the very same thing. They had 364 other days. Are they just going to replace the Julian calendar? Are we going to turn the months into one giant day that rotates six, 365 times around? Have you ever thought about that? It's like, well, you know, we use the Mesopotamian seven-day week, and then we use the 365. There was an argument, and literally this was the politics back in the day. They used to argue about how many months in a year. At one point, we only had 10 months in a year. Does anybody know that? It's always been 365. It's actually not even 365 days. It's 365.24 days. <laughs> we have a leap year. Why is February the youngest month? Why is that the youngest month? There's so many things here that you can sit here and argue about. And you can change the meaning of everything. And they understand that that is where the war is won. Why do conservatives not understand that? Conservatives do not control the narrative. 
it was leaked. The Roe v. Wade stuff was leaked for a specific reason so that it could basically amplify and push the progressive and the liberals to motivate them because they have nothing else to, to, to run on. We're going to talk about Donald Trump a little bit later, hopefully today. Donald Trump hasn't driven a car in 30 years. I did, can you actually like sit sit for a moment? Just think for just a moment here. And think about Donald Trump driving a car. It might be the most surrealist thing that you've ever thought of in your life. Like worse than a Salvador Dali painting. It's like I cannot imagine that man driving himself any place. Am I did I make my point? But somehow he was lunging through a steel glass plated telling the driver trying to control the steering wheel and telling him how to drive the car and take me to the Capitol. Like, oh, let, that sounds believable. <laughs> the last thing Donald Trump has an interest in is driving a car. He probably has an interest in every single thing in, other in the world other than driving a car. I guarantee to this day, he's like, hey, I'm driving. No, <laughs> Donald Trump is never driving anywhere. He has a chauffeur. He has people who protect him. Uh, probably since back in 1985. We lived in a big city. But back to my point about conservatives. Why are you worrying about this? Why are you letting them take away our wins? Second Amendment, your right to carry, there it is. Talk about it. Triumph. Keep ramming it down their throat. We won. Roe v. Wade, we won. 50 years of pres. You don't have to worry about it, Sean Hannity. You guys don't have to keep talking about this for three hours, Glenn Beck. Nobody really cares that much. They really don't. These women who are too ugly to procreate with, no man would ever do anything. And if you want to go ahead and run a sex strike, fine. I don't need you anyway. You need me. Okay? You men, you guys got to stop giving in like you need it from them. You don't. Trust me. Trust me on this. Okay? Now. <sighs> I got a couple. God, I got so much here. You know what you guys should do? You know what you should abort? The Democrat Party. Abort the Democrats. That should be our mantra. Just flip it back on them. You can't call yourself a Christian and a Democrat. You can't call yourself a Catholic and a Democrat. You can't. Okay? You want to talk about etymological terms? You want to get into the base of everything? If you're a registered Democrat and you're a Catholic, you are either one or the other. You can't be both. Based upon your political views. Okay? Or you have a very conflicted house. Let's just say that. Okay? All right. So let's go there. All right? You guys need to go ahead and abort, you know, why don't you start this chant? Abort MLG. There it is. See? Nice little buttoned up. Very powerful. Right? <gasps> Abort, that's the most violent thing I've ever heard. Yeah, abortion's pretty violent, isn't it? You're killing babies. Let's abort MLG. Let's abort her. She's small enough to abort, isn't she? Oh, wait, is, at, what, at what size am I allowed to abort MLG? Folks, if, you, if you're really trying to fight hard for this, if you're really trying to, to do the difficult work... You would have explosive ways of communicating things that would have impact. No, that, that, that doesn't. 
That sounds uncouth. It, I think we should reach across now. These are soulless creatures! They have no souls. They're literally walking around soulless. They have no idea where they're going, what they're doing. They just <laughs> go back into the ether somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm really into the energies, too, and crystals and all that, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, I really am. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I know enough to know what gives life. I know what doesn't give life. And I'm also smart enough to know what I don't know, which is I can't understand. I cannot conceptualize. I cannot think of the origination of God or the origination of our universe. That's why I'm so focused on space all the time and calendars and, you know, spheres and the expansion of the universe and all this kind of stuff. And we can't even focus on that microverse about aborting life, abort your politicians, abort every Democrat politician, period. Oh, and this whole thing you know, is like, uh, you know, Glenn Beck, he says this stuff all the time and it drives me absolutely bananas. Stop lumping in Hispanics with blacks. Hispanics aren't looking to kill a baby. I'll, I'll tell you that right now, okay? They, they really aren't. I know that somehow you think all the minorities are one group white people, but it doesn't work that way, okay? And stop thinking, and, and black people, stop trying to embrace Hispanics as if they are a, like part of your race. They're not your race. We're not your race. Some of the black people in the South are some of the most religious pro-life people you have ever seen in your entire life. And then there's a whole other group of dependents who are like, we'll do anything the government says as long as I don't have to work and I get a handout. And you think I'm going to go ahead and raise that child? No way. You just go ahead and go get your check from the federal government. Folks, this has become a cultural truth at this point. Hispanics are very family-oriented. Period. They want to build families. They want to grow communities. They want to multiply more than anything. Trust us. This is what we do. All right. Community, community, community. It's what we do. We're ready to grow it. Heck, if we could all have 20 kids, we'd all have 20 kids. Believe us. We absolutely would. Oh, we, well, I don't have to know half of them, you know, three quarters of them all the time, but I want them all around me and I want to be around all my family, right? We're not seeing that in the black community. So stop assimilating the two. Oh, Eddie, you're making these large, broad swaths, these cultural stereotypes. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Challenge me on that. You want to do the science, the math, the data gathering? What result would you like for me to show you? Oh, we'll change the stats to make you a liar. You will go to that length. That's what you're doing right now with Donald Trump. And going back to these women, I mean, you know, who are, who are protesting, it, it, really, you're mutants. Does anybody know what? It, Dow, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Look up the definition of a mutant. Okay, now we're going to talk about transgender. Okay, And you're not going to like any of these words that I come out with. And the thing is, is you have to stop accepting their terms about what they want to be called. Once they do that, he, she, them, it, that, what, sis, I don't care. Okay, I don't know. Were you born a man or born a female? Oh, it's a, that's relative. On my birth certificate, I was this, but I really have always felt like this. I'm like, uh, I didn't ask that. I asked, were you born a male or a female? Okay, then you come and you try, then that's what you are, period. Well, societal's uh, heteronormative terms, and the, I don't care, okay? I'm going to address and, and address you 
or I'll just dismiss you, period. Just like you could roll the radio dial and dismiss me, which I'm happy if you do, if you, uh, if you need to go ahead and do that, okay? I'm not trying to do shock talk radio or anything like that. That's not what we do here. I'm trying to establish a basis of understanding so that you people out there, our listeners, aren't going crazy and understanding that the reality has been completely and totally blurred. You've been gaslit to the point that you're questioning everything, even if you are a conservative. And another thing, stop calling yourself, stop labeling yourself anything. Well, because I'm a libertarian, oh, because I'm a conservative, because, because I'm a, no, 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 no. How about just because you're an American and there's a constitution that backs your freedom to do whatever the hell you want to do, okay? It was established for that very reason. I mean, there's miracles that have happened in, in this world that prove just how perfect this union is that we have in this country that's been established, that evolved to this point. John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, two people involved in the Constitution, two people who bo both died on the 50th anniversary of the Constitution. I mean, think about that. How incredible is that? How is that not biblical? There's so many things that are just so incredibly perfect. Dad, what'd you find on mutant? Well, uh, you know, the, the technical versus the kind of colloquial, uh, technical, uh, an animal or plant that is physically different from others of the same species because of a genetic change. Of course, the kind the way we mean it in, in general conversation is uh, something abnormal or bizarre. Okay. I think the second definition describes the uh, land whale body-pierced, purple-haired women uh, screeching about abortion lately. I, think, I, I prefer the second definition for, for those ladies. And help me understand why you would go to such great lengths to differentiate yourself or to make yourself, quote-unquote, unique. That's certainly within your right to do it. We would be totally supportive of whatever you wanted to do, whatever you wanted to, literally, whatever you want to do, okay? Realize that there's consequences and... If you do it, it doesn't mean you need to impress it upon other people, okay? I am well within my own rights to protect myself and my children from anything that you might try to sell me, okay? And this is what's happening. Folks, if these people don't want to reproduce and they want to have their abortions, not making such a big deal out of it. Let them go destroy themselves. We'll continue to create life. We'll continue to create families. We'll continue to push forward, regardless if we're religious or not. Seriously. Stop trying to protect these people from destroying their own lives. It's always amazed me when I've tried to, you know, think and contemplate how a fireman or a police officer would have to go and save and talk someone off of the ladder, off of suicide. I've always thought about that as like, that's either the stupidest thing I've ever seen because he is, if, if that guy's truly suicidal, he's going to take anybody he wants with him. If he's truly suicidal or just by going and having a conversation with someone who's suicidal, that he's dared to cross over into something that he doesn't know what it actually is. And in that case, well, he would be saving something. Most of these people don't know actually what they believe, which is why you try to so hard to impress it upon other people because you want them to believe something that you hope to be true because you are so confused doped up, drunk, stupid, high, whatever, that you have to convince other people of your reality that you've convinced yourself that exists because you're mentally ill. That, that's where we're at in this society. 
We've got an entire society that's being gaslit and is completely mentally ill. And the things that we should be talking about, we can't talk about. Economy. <laughs> we have now confirmed not only where are we in a recession, but there is no bottom to this in the foreseeable future because you won't be able to count the number of quarters that they'll have to increase the interest rates. Plus, the dollar is stronger than any other currency. We'll back to that point in, in a moment. I'm going to cut over to probably the most important part, I think, of the show. And I was just like beside myself. Oh, by the way, infant denied life-saving transplant doubt. You want to talk about this? Over vaccine. No. Yeah, this from the Epoch Times. A six-month-old baby has been denied a life-saving heart transplant because he is not vaccinated. No Hippocratic Oath here. August Stroll was uh, Stroll was born with a complex congenital heart disease. Earlier this month, he underwent emergency surgery at the Vanderbilt Pediatric Heart Institute in Tennessee, but the operation failed, leading his team of cardiologists to conclude that the only way to save him was through a heart transplant. But when they referred the baby to the hospital's transplant team, its head, David Burrell, told August's parents, Hannah and Cliff Stoll, that he would refuse to perform the transplant until their son received several childhood vaccines. It's so logical, Hannah Stoll told the Epoch Times on June 24th. He's an immuno compromised baby in critical condition and this doctor wants to pump him with vaccines we know it will kill him Tennessee couple homeschoolers with four other children asked Burl yesterday of course that, that's exactly what you expected to come out of my my mouth next the Tennessee couple homeschoolers with four other children yes asked Burl yesterday to reconsider his position but Hannah said he refused Stoll has said her son is so fragile they can't even consider moving him to another facility Tennessee Republican Jack Johnson, Senator Jack Johnson, called Burl's decision an outrage and told the Epoch Times that he's in contact with the Vanderbilt in hopes of getting a pediatric heart institute, which is, which is a division of the Vanderbilt University Medical Center to change its position. You shouldn't deny life-saving treatment to a six-month-old baby based upon a legitimate concern a parent has. Is that, is that incredible? So much love coming from the left. So much love coming from the left. All right. Here's the festivities that uh, basically coincided with uh, Tim Keller's uh, celebration of the state of the city. The New Mexico United Pride Weekend. Join us for New Mexico United Pride Weekend, June 24th through the 26th. We have a packed and exciting Pride Weekend coming up. Join us as we host our first annual drag show. Friday, June 24th, benefiting the Transgender Resource Center. Wait, uh, do transgenders have anything to do with being dragged? I just literally confused the two terms because you don't even know enough about it. Because they don't, and there isn't being dragged. There's doing drag. Is there being a transgender? I don't know. And honestly, I don't really care. That seems to be a private issue if it is. We're, trust the science. Well, help, help me understand it. How are there's, what is it, one in five now, Dow, that are um, experiencing what's called uh, dysphoria? What yes, it? yes, yes, gender dysphoria. Gender I, I've never, never heard of the transgender uh, support. Uh, let's see, it's the Transgender Resource Center, Eddie. Uh, your your power bill, ladies and gentlemen, you have funded them because PNM has recently given them $25,000. So you may not support this lifestyle or propaganda, but you're paying for it. This is a 
complete and total waste of time. But since Sick this stuff. is what they wanted, this is what they want to do. Sick I mean, it stuff. Wasn't, wasn't them enough? It wasn't enough to have the Democrat Party in control for eighty years. Oh, uh, can you read that tweet from uh, Lonely Girl, please? Oh, <laughs> oh, this, was... this. This, this, this is incredible. This, yeah. this is absolutely incredible. This is how stupid your CD1 representative is. But you'll vote her back in, no doubt. Well, and then the Republicans help with that as well. Yeah, let me uh, let me let me find it. Over the weekend, I I was looking at uh, I, I went looking for the craziest uh, abortion uh, tweets and and social media. Uh, 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 that our, our friends on the left were doing. All right, so the uh, Democrat uh, House of Representatives member, United States House of Representatives member, for if you live out of the area from New Mexico's first congressional, she is a lifetime progressive activist, uh, unmarried, no kids. I still can't figure out whether she owns a house or not. Uh, does not profess any religion, uh, and apparently is about things she's doing. Uh, I've never seen her... Uh, tweet uh, or, or Facebook anything with other people. Uh, she's the one who also says that regular people should be elected to Congress uh, about Melanie Stansbury. I know because she and I have pretty much the same lifestyle. We, we're lifetime I kind of prefer our own, our own company, but I would never profess that I'm uh, like a normal person. I'm not a normal person. I've never run for anything. And I, Melanie is weird. Uh, she doesn't. She, how can you truly be a representative if you don't actually represent people? But uh, this, would, I guess, would add to the uh, my, my glowing my gro growing list of uh, uh, her disassociation from reality. This happened the twenty fourth. Was that Thursday or Friday? It must have been the same day. Friday, Friday the twenty fourth. Uh, a man by the name of John Stofko, and of course, this is social media, so. That could be a made-up name. I don't know. Uh, he sent her a tweet saying, LGBTQ men get abortion too. Uh, T-O. So he didn't even use the proper usage there. Uh, she replied with the 100% exclamation point. Um, uh, so she's basically endorsing the idea that uh, LGBTQ men get abortion too. Uh, I tweeted out my tweet. Tweet was uh, the first congressional district needs to check herself into an insane asylum. Uh, I don't, unfortunately, I don't think there's any chance she's going to take me up on that. But uh, th yeah. this is where we are, people. And listen, you're talking to Mr. Libertarian. I'm an atheist. I don't care what you do with your life. This is a sicko Maoist cultural revolution going on here. And if you're a libertarian atheist like me and you think, oh, all those people who, they're all just bigots and Christians, uh, folks, it runs more than, than that. This is a cultural revolution these people are deranged and uh if you think they're not coming to you eventually uh, if you think they're not if they if you think something in your life that you treasure maybe a habit or a behavior or something you own or some activity you engage in that isn't eventually going to run afoul of whatever they're trying you're an absolute fool remember the old churchill line about you know throwing as many bodies as you can to the crocodiles hoping that you'll be eaten last uh we need to fight this war this is a cultural revolution from some truly twisted people there, it is sick out there sick 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 again this is the atheist libertarian telling you this okay i'm not preaching i'm not bible uh these people are deranged they're as i said their connection to reality there's just no that that link has been broken completely, and they are just drifting. They are completely unmoored. This uh, deranged uh, war against sort of what's plainly true, what's right. And we have a person in Congress we send in the Albuquerque area. He's with this nonsense. Thankfully, she'll never pro procreate. 
She won't even tell you what her sexual preferences are. Notice I use the word preference. Uh, I'm with uh, Ben Ray Lujan, but, you know, we'll leave it uh, open to a per- interpretation. They'll say it's none of your business, yet they're going to turn around and uh, flash it all in front of your face. And if you don't accept it, they'll call you a homophobe, um, which is what they did over at the New Mexico United Pride Weekend, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Their first annual drag show benefiting the Transgender Resource Center of New Mexico and Albuquerque Social Club. I don't know what the Albuquerque Social Club is. Um, Our third annual Pride on the Pitch match. Pride on the Pitch and tailgate. Saturday, June the 25th. Our second annual Drag Bingo. Sunday, June the 20th. Drag Bingo. Benefiting the Somos Unidos Foundation and the Black Cat Cultural Center. Scroll for more info. Oh, by all means, there it is. Uh, Drag Bingo, Pride on the Pitch. I mean, what an embarrassment. What an absolute and complete and total embarrassment. I'm, I'm sad I ever bought a New Mexico United jersey. Sadly, if you're connected into this stuff in any way, shape, or form, as well as the Catholic community, um, you need to renounce one or the other. Uh, here it is. Uh, let me give you some of the features, Dowd. Let me uh, tell you about what you missed this weekend at the New Mexico United Drag Show. Scarlet Doll. C-A-H-L. Yeah. You also missed a uh, host... Vanessa Patricks and uh, Avery Martini. I'm sure that is her real name. Trey C. Michaels, Jessica Daniels, and Celia DeLeon. Uh, New Mexico United is proud to present the first annual New Mexico United drag show. <clears throat> Let me repeat that. New Mexico United is proud to present the first annual New Mexico United drag show. Benefiting the Transgender Resource Center of New Mexico and Albuquerque Social Club. Join us for a night of drag hosted by Albuquerque legend Vanessa Patrick's legend. Albuquerque le- Vanessa Patrick. She's a legend. He. I don't know. Which do I address her by her stage name or his actual born name? Because remember, uh, drag show is uh, just men acting like women. Nothing could be more woman affirming than men wanting to be women, right? That's, that's the way that works. That math on that. So when I'm a male and I want to compete in a female, am I? Aren't I just lifting up and I beat you all at your swimming? Aren't I just lifting you all up? I'm lifting up the female. I tell you how proud I am to be in your race, a female race. Catch performances by Avery Martinez, Scarlett Dahl, Tracy Williams, Celia DeLeon, and Jessica Daniels. Pride March, Pride merch, merch will be available. Oh, that's what it's all about including customizable pride tees. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 7.30. Seating is limited. First come, first serve. Disgusting. <clears throat> Here's all the uh, t-shirts and <clears throat> merch. The location was at your uh, publicly paid for Isotopes Park and UNM South Lot. The drag show began at uh, the tailgate at 2.30 p.m. I bet you Tim Keller made it there. I'll bet you he did. He gave his oh, just in time for you all to make it from leave from the rail yards after our big celebration coordinated perfectly. So at 2.30, uh, Catholic school going Tim Keller, along with his young kids, uh, could go there with his family to celebrate uh, life, right? Or whatever they want to call it, because love knows no boundaries. The queens, by the way, are Katie Bouvier, Carly Qu- I didn't know they had queens. Jasmine, uh, wow. Uh, Bouvier, John Mall, Kuwani. Oh, somebody just won. Then they have the New Mexico United Drag Bingo. Join us in closing out our 2022 New Mexico United Pride Weekend 
by attending New Mexico United Drag Bingo and brunch benefiting the Somos Unidos Foundation and Black Cat Cultural Center. Join us for brunch and bingo hosted by the Tsunami Couture, whatever that is. Enjoy performances by Robin Meadows, Zachra Illustria, Jessica Daniels, Anastasia Stratton, and Vitani Williams. Bingo prizes provided by uh, <clears throat> Blake's Lauderburger. It's okay, folks. Their, their burgers really suck. Anyway, I got to get rid of my uh, little Blake's bobblehead. Pinon Coffee. Yep, I'll never be there again. American Home Furniture. Definitely we don't go there. And other local businesses. It's an all-ages show. Doors open at noon. You need to support Uncle Hal. Because Uncle Hal and his partner are the... Now, I'm going to share something at the end of this, which I've never shared before here on this air. And you're going to be like, oh, Eddie, you don't have to share that. You don't have to... No, I'm going to share it. For your benefit. For your benefit so that you understand the grooming that goes along with all this. Yes, yes, indeed. You get it all today, folks. This is, this is, you've earned this. Let's see, REDW has sponsored this. Sandia Resort and Casinos. Uh, Smith's Western Style Community Care, Elevate, First Financial Credit Union, Jim Beam, M. Tucci's. I know M. Tucci's sponsored that stuff. Uh, Michelob Ultra, North Mexico Orthopedics, New Mexico True, because um, nothing's truer than a drag queen, right? Uh, Pepsi and Puma. So those are your sponsors uh, for all that. So you'll never attend. Uh, our audience, the videos uh, generally won't actually be very visible. But uh, fortunately uh, for us, uh, a woman by the name of Katie Davis Court was on a show. And, you know, these events are happening everywhere. And I actually, actually had the opportunity, uh, quote unquote, opportunity to watch this video. I'll let you uh, take a listen here for a moment. So, Katie, and that is that—that that is the facts. I mean, we've got the photographic evidence, and there were lots of children that were along the parade route. And, and was this – did the police try to intervene? Did they tell these people to put on some clothes? What, what happened? Right. So let's – So, so let, let, let me, let me go a, back. I'm going to go back a, a so few clicks here on this. Our podcast, we're up – got the Boy Scouts marching with the rainbow there Two million people uh, download our podcast this is, monthly, uh, and uh, it's always great to uh, add new A guy that was the, literally kicked uh, out of uh, Fox list. News. All right, we told you earlier about this disgusting video uh, that came out of Seattle, the Pride Parade. You got the Boy Scouts marching with the rainbow flags, and then you have a bunch of men that are buck naked, and they're riding around on bicycles. We've got the video up on our website. Uh, the reporter, though, that exposed a lot of this, and pardon the pun, uh, is our good friend Katie Davis Court, an incredible journalist writing for the Post Post Millennial, and she's based in Seattle. Katie, good to have you with us today. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. So I'm. have you got your eyesight back? I have to imagine you wanted to gouge your eyes after having to see what you saw yesterday. You know what? It is so shocking, the events that occurred. You know, it's evident that the nature of pride has taken a very dark turn in the sense of morality. Pride, you know, it went from being able to love who you want to, if you don't accept me prancing around naked in front of a crowd of children and trying to groom them, then, you know, you're a homophobe. It was um, shocking displays so that were out in the open yesterday. 
so Katie, and that is that that is the facts. I mean, we've got the photographic evidence, and there were lots of children that were along the parade route. And, and was this? Were, were, did the police try to intervene? Did they tell these people to put on some clothes? What, what happened? Right. So let's let, let's just get um, start from the top. So I've been to many pride events in the past, but this year's sexual acts of deviancy reached new heights. I don't know a single reporter who likes to post footage of children on the internet, but sadly the events that occurred needs to be exposed. And an estimated 500,000 people took over the streets of Seattle Sunday to celebrate pride for the first time in about three years because the event was shut down from the pandemic. And out of all of the participants that could have opened the parade, the organizers chose the Boys and Girl Scouts of America who recently changed their name to Scouts to be more inclusive. And now given the history of boy, the Boy Scouts and the sexual molestation pedophilia that has come out of the group, sadly, having the young children open the parade was a rather bold move. And following shortly behind the Boy Scouts was the group of naked cyclists, both male and female, circling the parade route, exposing their genitalia to children who came to attend the event, which was advertised as a family-friendly event. And some of the cyclists were covered in body paint, while the majority were fully exposed, leaving nothing unseen to the eye. But that video that you just talked about was nothing compared to what I witnessed at Pride Fest which happened directly after the parade. And these are videos that I put on my Twitter. You can go check them out. Um, probably not for your show to post because. Oh, my God. I'm, oh, my God. I'm looking at it yeah. now. This is horrifying. Yeah, they are fully nude. And so I was walking oh. around Pride Fest interviewing people. So you could actually see all of this. All this stuff is verifiable. Um, you can see all of it, not that you want to, um, but it's all there. Someone videoed it, put it all up there on um, the internet. You can go ahead and do it. I don't want Dow to share this because in my opinion, uh, and I'll give you my story here in a moment. Um, my opinion, it only it only encourages it. And uh, folks, I'll just tell you, uh, you do not want kids listening to the rest of this segment. Dozens of fully naked men and women playing in the fountain with children. How is this legal? Parents, exactly. How is this legal? And so I sat there shocked. I, I have never in the field. I've, you know, Seattle is so insane. I've been at a loss for words a couple of times, but this has actually left me at a loss for words, witnessing grown adults playing in the, in the fountain naked with children. And so I was, I sat there shocked and I was trying to find Seattle PD and there's a backstory to, the, to this that I'll explain. But I went up and I did find two officers and I asked them what is going on. How can people be naked with these children? And they said that um, due to the city's indecent exposure laws, public nudity is permissible under them unless someone feels threatened or harmed. And only then they could take action if someone were to file a police report. But I also think that um, the parents who decided to bring their kids to this seem to have no problem. And it just goes to show that Pride has become a grooming festival That's for the it. young kids. 
here's and here's what gets me, Katie, and and I suspect you and I both know a lot of uh, a, a lot of gay conservatives um, who would be appalled at this. All right, I'm going to stop right there. Um, that, in my opinion, what Todd just did is enabling. Do not put those terms together. I want to be very, very, very clear about this. In my opinion, and I think most people's opinion, there is no gay conservative movement, okay? It doesn't exist. There are people who have a sexual preference because of the abuse that they have incurred that they are gay. It doesn't make them gay because nobody can be just gay. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Doesn't that sound crazy? Yeah, because you have been now groomed over the last 20, I don't know, 5, 30 years since Rock Hudson came out as gay on Dynasty. I don't know. Take your pick up for whatever it was, okay? Because you now have this quote-unquote normative view of being gay, and they haven't stopped. It's not like we're heterosexual and we just need to be even more heterosexual in your face and what we're doing and where we're doing it. No, no, no. It's all all sorts of weirdness. And when Todd is talking to her, it's like, we know gay conservatives. No, it stops there. Stop, 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 stop. You don't know gay conservatives. In fact, you don't know anybody who's anything. You know that they're conservative. You don't need to know what their sexual preferences are. And they don't need to be putting it out there one way or the other. Like your relationship status, your whatever, like really? Is it really the most important thing about us? I think it's the least uh, impressive thing and least important thing about some people. I'll talk more about this, but let me me let uh, Todd finish here. And here's what gets me, Katie, and and I suspect you and I both know a lot of uh, a, a lot of gay conservatives um, who would be appalled at this. Um, but now is the moment for them to come out publicly and say they're appalled by this, because again, I would say that we're dealing with a small but vocal group. I would think, but so yeah. far I have yet to see anybody in the gay conservative movement coming out and condemning this kind of behavior. Absolutely. And it's going to continue unless pride decides to get back to its roots of accept us. You know, um, we started, we wanted equality within the country, which they did achieve. And then it turned into a um, just acts of sexual deviancy out in the open. You're right. And mm. Yeah, Seattle PD. So the background on them was pride actually banned them from. Um, from attending the event, you know, Pride preaches tolerance and acceptance, but they banned Seattle PD officers from participating in uniforms, despite the department having more than 100 employees belonging to the LGBTQ community and being among the most progressive in the nation. And so that's also why there is lack of police presence, because they weren't welcomed at the event. And so when you have these sexual acts in public, not and then you also have our city laws. Police aren't really allowed to even enforce laws anyways. So you have what happened at Pride in Katie, we're, for the Open. Yeah, we're and we're coming up on the, 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 the end of the show here, Katie. And I just said thank you for covering this. And, and I'm sorry you had to see all those things. So that's uh, Katie Davis Court. All right. Ooh. So I've given a lot of thought to this grooming thing. Okay. And... Um, 
a lot of people could be dismissive about me and say that I don't know what I'm talking about. There probably isn't anybody who knows more about what he's talking about than, than me. Okay. When it comes to this. So my first quote unquote sexual experience was when I was six years old. And I was homosexually raped by four teenagers in a place I couldn't get out of in a room where their parents were in the other room and there's nothing I could have done about it. And I feared for my life, not my life per se, but I had to do what these boys told me to do six years old. Think about that for a sec. How did I react? Well, I reacted by not telling my parents. I reacted by keeping it to myself and I destroyed their clubhouse. Imagine a six, seven year old, not knowing how to deal with these feelings, not knowing how to deal with that stuff. And this is why I was what has made me such an amazing father when I'm with my kids. There are certain things that I have done and I'm sharing these things with you because I want you to understand how incredibly real this is, that there are people who will get abused and then they repeat the abuse to other people. I thank God that didn't happen to me. Thank God I was dealing with it. Thank God my parents had me pray. I know that my dad would have permanently maimed, if not outright killed these people. There's no doubt in my mind. Okay. And there was, there was, there was a killing. And it was, it was by a young kid. And something I did as a boy in order to deal with my high level of anger that I had to deal with because of what happened to me. And Eddie, Eddie, why would you share this stuff? Why? Because you need to hear it. You also need, need to understand that this grooming, this stuff happened because it likely happened to these other kids. This stuff is an innocent. And it led to alcoholism and it led to me to have a number of relationship issues and trust issues with people for the rest of my life. In fact, it wasn't until about 32 years later. And I used to have this reflex when I'd meet people and I'd see people and I'd always, because I hadn't dealt with them. I never told anybody about it, never had any kind of words with anybody. I was like, it's just something that I just suffered in silence with. And I always wanted to spit in people's faces. Never did it. But I had this tick where I'd meet people. And I'd immediately think to myself, you know, I don't like that person. 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 You know, and I wanted to spit in their face as I was talking to them. It took me everything in my body to prevent it from coming out. Because something in me, and I always tell everybody to trust your gut, trust your gut, trust your gut, trust your gut. I mean, nobody knows that better than me. And I go with what I know. And it's, it's made me who I am, which I'm very proud of who I am for fighting this and dealing with this stuff on my own. This grooming is very real. They want to repeat this in other people because they don't know how else to deal with it. The, the other ways to deal with it is fully embrace it. Think of it as something normal. Thank God that didn't happen to me.
Thank God I fought through it. Thank God I developed something else. I thought I had done something wrong. I thought I was the one who had done, done something wrong the entire time. And you repeat that thing in your head over and over and over. Can you imagine living through that kind of stuff? And then nothing you do in your life is ever good enough because you can't get those thoughts of what's happened to you out of your head. What about these kids who are seeing grown men, grown women, people who are not comfortable with who they are because of something that happened in their own lives. And instead of them overcoming it, they decided to foist it upon other people and say, Oh, that's okay. This is a normal thing. If you have those feelings, you act it out and you know, you'll eventually get through it. No, 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 no. I'm the normal one. I'm normal for doing what I did and getting out of it. This is something that I doubt anybody else would confess to talk about. I mean, think about the most famous people, like something that, that, that's happened. This takes, this takes an amazing amount of courage, which I have. Some people would call it craziness, stupidity. You can call whatever you want. It's courage. The time to drop this is now fully. And I, I hurt them in a very real way, in my own way. And I was like, wow, I have a lot of power. And they don't know how much power I have over them. They have no idea that I live rent-free in their heads and I made something happen in their life that had a permanent impact just the same way that they had a permanent impact on my life. And they were put in a position of trust and I couldn't go to my parents and I couldn't tell my parents. Number one thing you'll see with me with my, my, my kids. My kids can tell me anything and often do. They will come out and they will talk to me about every single thing. Because they know that there's nothing that they can't, that cannot happen that would prevent me from talking with them. Or there's no level of judgment that I would give them that I wouldn't love them all the way through. Folks, this is real. Whether you saw like a good Christian movie like the, the Heart of Man or whether you saw something that's happened in your life and you didn't know how to overcome it, like these are the things that drove you to addiction. These are the things that drove you to <coughs> alcoholism or drug addiction or sexual addiction or some other addiction in your life. Because you were forced to deal with this on your own because you were trying to make sure that everybody else was okay, yet you were the one who was suffering. And what I see when I see a bunch of people getting together and celebrating this, that's something that's very abnormal, not normal. They don't wish that. They, they wish things worked out for them a certain way. Trust me, they wish it so hard. They wish they could get back to that point. But you get yourself, you box yourself in that you just end up embracing. And if you see these people who go back and forth, it's like, well, are you homosexual? Have you ever had a heterosexual experience? Are you, are you heterosexual? Have you ever had a homosexual experience? Like, whoa, what are we really saying here? What are we really saying? People are trying to justify to themselves the choices that they are making. And that they didn't have a choice in making originally. It's a very confusing, it's a very imprisoned sort of existence. And fortunately for me, I came out of it and I came out of it even more judgmental than I did before. And I'm glad that my judgment was rescued.
Because if you don't have values, you cannot impart them to a next generation. And this is why we have the cultural denigration that we have. Because everyone's out and thinking that everything is relative and it's not. There are absolutes. There are absolute truths. Whether we're talking about economics, whether we're talking about uh, behavior, whether we're talking about life experiences, there are things that work and things that don't. And we just try to blur, blur, blur those lines all the time. You cannot change these principles. Some of them are biblical. You can put them that way. You can say the eternal truths of Plato, Socrates, and Aristotle. One or the other, either way, it's the same thing. There are principles. There are laws of physics you cannot argue with. My friends, I share this with you because your city is sick. Your state is sick. People are suffering from a huge mental illness. I don't have to embrace it, and neither do you. Don't feel bullied. Don't feel like you have to go ahead and enable and empower and get behind and buy a shirt or Chotsky or support a group or anything for something that you know deep down in your gut. Trust your gut that you know is wrong. Wrong for you and wrong for them. And don't get involved with them. If it's something that, that wants to lead them to do it, no one's asking you to be God. You don't have to go and save anybody but yourself. Only choices you have to make, and there is a virtue here. The virtue is think of yourself first. Start being a rational actor. So many of us are making choices and we feel like we have to go and support a certain group or a certain business or a certain this because they enable our an, a, <laughs> virtue signal, right? Isn't that what we all, we seem that that's the, the sort of the, the thing of the day, right? Doubt everyone's like, you know, a, a conspicuous consumption. I buy this, so I must uh, represent that, right? Like that's what's happened now. Everyone's out purchasing these things. It shows that you're, Come out and show your support. Buy this and show your support. Get a personalized jersey to show your support. No, you don't need to show your support. Don't feel bullied or don't feel like you have to go ahead and do that. Okay? Think for yourself. And think hard. Like, take a step back or two. And realize you don't have to make a decision. It's like, and really contemplate these things. Like, if you're confused about it, do some more thinking. And if you're still confused, do even more thinking. And do some more reading. And do some more thinking. Well, they've always existed and they've always been like that. But, well, it is a dis dysfunctional thing, has always existed. Gender dysphoria. Eddie, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's a real thing. Whether we come up with new nomenclature and new ways and new terms and new labels, it doesn't matter. It's still the same thing. Finding different ways to differentiate yourself doesn't make you unique. It makes you unsure and totally movable and without value. And if you're willing to denigrate yourself because you're trying to find yourself or discover yourself or I don't really know where I'm at yet, well, let that be your problem. Don't try because you don't know where you're at or where you're at or what you're doing. Don't try to impress it upon other people and stick it in other people's face because you don't fully believe what it is that you're advocating and selling for. And that's exactly what's going on. You're gaslighting other people so that you can go ahead and have confirmation bias. Yes, you're looking for the end result of what you think you might be when you aren't even that yourself. And you're trying to convince other people to be that. This is why you have grooming because you're it, you're suffering. It's this bottomless cavern of undiscoverable things that you don't know about yourself yet. So no need to go ahead and go out and sell it to other people. 
you imagine young people selling it to other young people and they don't even know what it is? I don't know. Try it, man. It's like drugs. No different than that, in my opinion. No different. Try it. You'll like it. Oh, let's experiment. Yeah, that, that, that's, let's see how that works. Hopefully, uh, you know, you'll take that and my sharing of that. And you'll do something with that so that you can impart that to other people and realize that, you know, I'm not the only one. There's literally tens of thousands of you around who have experienced some level of abuse at some level at some point. And you don't have the courage that I do or the microphone that I do to go ahead and share this. thing. And these are the things that need to be shared out loud so that you understand that somebody else could possibly relate to you and come to a completely different conclusion that doesn't have to say, hey, that's okay. Go ahead. We'll just keep exploring. No, you don't need to keep exploring. If it didn't feel right the first time, it's don't do it until you normalize it. That does not work. And I know I'm right now, I'm connecting with a few people out there in such a way that they're saying, yep, you're 100% right, Eddie. This is exactly what ex exactly is happening in my life. And it's a slippery slope. Once you start, you can't stop. Like Pringles, right? It doesn't stop. You're just going to keep going down that road folks and it's inevitably you will end up all alone 550 50 500 that's 550 50 500 let me read some text there are millions of actually attractive sexy women online that will get a man off better than any frigid wife can <laughs> i'd have to say this but it's true that is true actually there are women who uh, do the do the job of uh, you know 100 women let's just put it that way i mean that is true they're also called prostitutes so let's think about that for a second right the only reason the transgender movement has any support from the Marxist Socialist Democrats is because it fits into their political agenda. The Democrats do not give a NIT about any of these people unless they can use it to exploit them. Same for blacks, same for Hispanics, and same for anyone else in the country. All you have to do is change your political affiliation from a Democrat and you are automatically a racist. Never forget that. That is true. Good one. Uh, Eddie, such heartbreaking testimony. I refuse to embrace such demonic thing. That's exactly where it comes from. Whether you call it darkness, whether you call it dark energy, whatever you call whatever, you suffer in silence. Like that is something that is impossible to recover from. Trust me. Goes through my brain a few times a week. I think about it all the time. Eddie, you're a good person. It takes a lot to tell the world about something like that. Yeah. I was in a room with four teenagers. Forced to do things that, well, I don't have to speak about. Because it's still something that I still can't get past. <clears throat> just heard the abortion of any kind in the state of Oklahoma, you will be charged with a felony. Wow. <laughs> What's going on there in Oklahoma? Boy, that is some awesome stuff. They know who Jesus is. That alone is huge. LGBTQ. Let's get Biden to quit. <laughs> I love that. Let's get Biden to quit. There we go. Are they selling any of these t-shirts? At their pride stuff? No. I should. We should make a Kiva shirt with that. But then I'll probably do something. 45 in an SUV on January 6th. Not the Beast limo. Welfare. Oh, he was in the... Uh, he was He was in... Uh, he wasn't in the Beast. Okay. So Jack Probasak uh, had a picture about him um, in the Beast limo because that's what she stated that he was in. Welfare robs a person of their soul. Yes, it does. Oh, I love that. I just repeat that to yourself daily. Make that a prayer. Welfare robs a person of their soul. That is 100% true. 100% true. That's the, ask Karl Marx. 
Albuquerque Social is a gay bar. Okay. Let's see. The current vaccine doesn't work, so let's vote for a new one that doesn't work. FDA panel recommends changing COVID shots to fight Omicron this fall. Uh, Eddie, boys are harmed by sex too early with girls too. Yep, I agree. Statutory rape exists to protect boys and girls. Uh, that's not why it exists. Uh, early sex makes boys and girls hyper-sexualized. That is 1,000% true. Nothing could make... It, it's, it's like a switch. The earlier you switch it on, uh, the harder it is to turn it off. That is 1,000% true. And that is the intent. To start that chemical at such an early age that it literally filters through the brain and create those creates the path. I've studied this. Creates the pathways that cannot be receded because they go directly into your teenagers. Trust me on this. Trust me. Good stuff today, guys. You guys are kicking butt. Eddie, I know you are. I know you know this, but Catholics are Christians. But some of your listeners may take that statement as they are not. Thanks as always, Gene. I don't, I'm not worried about offending anybody anymore. I mean, honestly, these people aren't worried about offending you. And why are conservative talk show hosts constantly talking about gay conservatives? You know, why are conservative talk show hosts constantly worried about who they might offend of their friends or whatever? Like, I'm, I'm here for a purpose. I didn't arrive at this position so that I can consider about whether or not what I say is going to offend somebody. That, that, would, that would literally, that would mute my mic. That would... This, this is the most powerful thing that I know of, is this microphone, okay? Because even, you still try to stand in front of it and so you can hear it. It's a weird thing. It, even though it's all the way at the end of the AM dial, you guys will go to extreme lengths to continue to listen. If I miss today, I don't have to worry. You guys are back the next day. It is amazing. I literally track this stuff. I'm like, well, it, you know, I'll see their drop off if I put on Ben Shapiro or Dana Lash or something. But if I stay on, I don't know what it is, but you guys just don't get off the radio. You stay right here. Oh, by the way, I will never get an Albuquerque Journal Reader's Choice Award. Um, that is from somebody on the inside. Just so you know. Ooh, no matter how many votes I get. Yeah, yep, that, yep. Is, that is something. They have made that determination at the Albuquerque Journal. Then it would be a great sub for Eddie. Uh, I don't have subs. Uh, would I be a good sub for Dine on her show? I mean, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Please, please, please stop. Nobody can sub for anybody else on any show. I don't like this whole thing where I, I think I told you about this doubt on. Um, what's the well, I'm not going to say the name of the show, but there's a guy on the radio who has subs like all the time. Right. You can't sub like if Ben Shapiro's on. He's not subbing for me. It's Ben Shapiro show. Right. Like, stop. Like, no one's subbing. I'm not going to have people fill in and sit in. I just I don't believe that. And, and Dowd is is aware of that more than anybody. If they, we're not doing a show, we're not doing a show. That's just kind of the way it is. Dowd does something. I do something else. That's it. It's just a, it's a different thing. As today is, it's a repeat. But Dinah and Dowd would make a good replacement team on Eddie's Day Off. Okay. There you go. That's fine. Well, we could call it the Dine and Dowd Show, and that's that's totally fine too. But it's not going to be the Rock of Talk. Isn't MAGA an acronym? Oh, see, this is where Donald Trump wins when he's able to gaslight people in the sense of getting. It's sort of like when I registered, I hate Eddie Ergon, right? So, what what made the Democrats mad is that Donald Trump did use their very formula right back against them. Yep. Like, that's that's the art of war, folks, right there. 
It's what today's conservatives do not understand. We have this whole chaotic movement where conservatives are basically just embracing the subject matter of whatever the left wants to talk about instead of, hey, you know what, let's talk about how we won the Second Amendment uh, uh, back. Let's talk about, you know, in New York last week, the Roe v. Wade stuff, you know, the, the charter school stuff. Like, we should be talking about that, but we, we don't. Unfortunately, we live in a blue state, so I have to talk about these things uh, when they come out. But we're also going to talk about 68 murders that are happening five during the weekend when we have the city of Albuquerque as well as the Pride uh, event. And by the way, uh, if the Albuquerque Police Department aren't going to be invited to go ahead and protect the citizens, I'm pretty sure that they have better things to do than go watch a bunch of people do a drag show. And if they want to go out there and swing and do all the things that they do out there in the middle of the field or the pitch or whatever, they can hire their own security for that. Really. Michelle's message, New Mexico delivers us to last place. The stage after government collapses is the warlord period. Let's see. Is it MAGA an acronym? Those who cry that their constitutional rights are lost are the people who say you don't have a constitutional right to offend them. Um, Okay. The return of the state's rights is a necessary step in the dismantling of the federal government. I don't know that we're trying to dismantle the federal government. I don't I don't think that deconstruction of anything needs to happen in that way. Okay. I think it just needs to avoid, you know, becoming Leviathan. Uh, the people protesting are mentally ill. Democrats signed them up at the Occupy Wall Street sit-ins taking place all over the country during the Obama year. Yeah, I remember that vividly. Eddie, everything's a quote unquote another program with the mayor. At first I thought you said health hub, like the CVS is now called. <laughs> Just like all other government facilities, the old Gibson Hospital will be a dirty, dysfunctional, half-staffed, ill-staffed hole in the wall. No doubt about it. Yep. Looking for a week, and then it'll be over. (laughs) Yeah, but you have to be okay with that. Like, you know that this is what we've delivered on before. That's not going to change. Like, embrace the suck. Know that that's what it is, and then figure out how you're going to deal with that. Are you going to pick up and move and, you know, curse it? Or are you going to say, well, here's how I kind of live around it, right? Here's how I'm going to move around it. Um, Jason sent me something on YouTube. I can't play. Great commentary. Thank you. So honest. You're welcome. Uh, on college radio on the chat board, they are screaming, calling for violence, saying F the founding fathers and F the libertarians all regarding Roe versus Wade. Now we must eliminate abortion in New Mexico. Okay. Stop. Stop. It's not going to happen. Okay. Satan is literally running this state. Okay. As long as we have this level of dependency that we have, on the federal government, as long as we continue to run its experiments here in the state of New Mexico, Satan is running the state. Okay? How are you going to deal with that? Ask yourself, how are you going to deal with that? How are you going to avoid it? How are you going to deal with it? Okay? Do you need to go ahead and hurt your own personal life to go ahead and do it? How are you going to defend yourself? Think about that. Okay? My wife said we should be a holy family first. I, I, I agree with your wife. That's what you guys have decided, how you wanted to start your marriage or whatever you want to do. Do that. I found Vegas to be the tackiest city I've ever seen. It is gross. It is gross. Although Area 15 is the one of the coolest places. Everybody knows how much I love Meow Wolf. I don't need to tell you. Um, I can go on and on about that for days. I just love it. I solved the whole thing over Area 15. It took me five and a half hours. But I'm I'm dedicated to it because I love I love that stuff. That's for me, that's my movie. BCRP, Bernalillo County Republican Party, are Quisling. So I don't know what a Quisling is, Doubt. What's a Quisling? Uh, Quisling is the official uh, Nor- the Norwegians when they cat- uh, capitulated to the 
Nazis. I believe he was the prime minister who let Germans come in and uh, with without fight. So that oh that name has been associated with uh, cowardice, uh, licking, and lick spittlery uh, since World War II. And it's I think it's a well deserved. Uh, it's a it's a last. Yeah. Per, last of a person that being uh, that entered all over the world for cowardice and refusing to stand on principle and repu- refusing to stand up for yourself. I like it. I like it. This is good. Uh, Sycophantic newspaper Albuquerque urinal makes me puke. So here's the good thing about this: when you guys speak up and speak out about this, like it's not going to change much, right? But it'll at least you're keeping your mental health for one. Two, um, I know that you're fighting, and that's always healthy. When they kill the fight in you, they beat you. Just understand that. And that's, that's what's important here. I'm not saying you're going to win, but it's always good to fight. I, I love that. Uh, as bad as Mayor Barry was, kill, I, I don't like the comparative. I mean, I mean, let, let's just talk about Mayor Barry for a second. He was terrible. He wasn't bad. He was terrible. Awful. Mayor Barry was terrible. Like, Awful. Just an, yeah, exactly. And you Republicans, you backed him. You backed him. You Republicans, yeah, you backed him. Uh, at least I voted for the rightful mayor, Eddie Aragon. And the great thing is we get to talk about these things out here, out in the open, as they're tossing. I mean, like, we would have had much different solutions. Hello, can you tell me more about... What? I don't know anything about that. Yes, you can. Federal programs bring federal corruption and crime. Yes. And then Murder Mike did all of that. All right, so uh, we're going to get to Dow's article when we return. And we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap the show as well. We didn't get to the immigration stuff. I have so much stuff here, just reading through all this. We didn't get to the uh, stock market today, although I'm probably going to take an extra hour, uh, maybe. 46 found dead, and then uh, that will continue to happen. So we'll do all that when we return right here in the Kiva on AM1600 KIVABQ.F. here on a Tuesday. Glad to be here with you, and we'll be here throughout the rest of the week. Uh, let's see. A lot of good people texting in. I'll get to those very quickly, and then uh, off to Dowd, and his wonderful write-up. It's always, as always, um, please, excuse me, go ahead and um, subscribe today directly at rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Um, let's see. Eddie, I'm sorry for the pain you've endured. Thank you for your courage and encouragement to others. You are a good man and a wonderful father. Thank you. Appreciate that very much. Yep. Uh, California leaks gun owners' names, home addresses, and massive uh, uh, privacy breach. So that was one of the reasons I didn't sign up for the concealed carry as uh, the way I had to register. So I, I don't do that. Um, you guys might want to join LifeLock and a bunch of other things. There's some things that could really help you. Um, so just things that you need to do to protect yourself. Uh, whatever you can possibly do to do it. But there you go. I think they make it still carry. I was like, I, I know what I can do, what I can't do. I don't need to license to tell me I can carry a damn gun. I'm going to carry a gun. <laughs> I'm a constitutional carry guy. That's about uh, all I can tell you. Um, I think anybody should be able to protect themselves however they see fit. Uh, let's see. Abortion was illegal until Oompa Loompa signed it into law. Quisling is a Norway trader. Okay, got it. You, you're endowed. You guys have all the answers. 
David. Uh, <clears throat> spot on, Eddie. There are so many people out there suffering from abuse and trauma with no help. Nothing available in New Mexico to help. Um, yeah, gambling. They, they, people who are gamblers, there's never a gambling hotline that's ever open. No help, not even when they are suicidal. I appreciate you speaking life to all those suffering. Keep up the good work. Absolutely. It's easy, it's easy for me to do. I will tell you, I, I'm more aware of myself daily. Um, and I'm also more aware of, you know, like the political pursuit stuff. It's just, it's just so ridiculous. I, the, every single time I travel, I always come back thinking, why in the hell am I running for anything? <laughs> Seriously. I, I am totally stupid to jump into any race for any reason, even though I really want to, because I know I could, you know, I could kick their asses at debates and running and all like, but I don't need to like, so I need to stop. I think that my bad addiction doubt is like thinking that I can run for anything. And I just don't have any interest. Eddie, may God protect you and your family. Thank you for your courage and your radio voice. Truly, we all need to speak up. May your courage infect us all. That's from Marcus. Thanks. I'm a, <clears throat> you're a good person, Eddie. It takes a lot to tell the world something like that. Uh, I needed to because I don't need other people to go through the same sort of um, stuff that I've been through. It's, it's awful. Torture for years. I'm a loyal listener. Please don't ever stop. All right. So, Michael Stegner, Senate Sergeant at Arms, dead at 71. The man who uh, shot the, the woman up in January 6th suddenly dies. There you go. So the one that uh, the sergeant at arms there we go all right Dowd, uh, lay it on us what you got there uh yeah folks uh, i i don't want to it's been a it's been a uh, impactful show uh i'm sad to report eddie that uh, one of the companies sponsoring all this pride week uh weekend nonsense american home furniture one of the nicest pieces of furniture i have here at my abode uh was from that company and i guess i won't be i won't be uh shopping there anymore uh and i also uh Got some other places I won't be shopping at anymore, but we're going to take a little uh, diversion into, and I know you've all been waiting for this. I mean, this is really fascinating stuff, and I mean, bated breath time here uh, at the Rock of Talk. Uh, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, okay, regulations on investments. I mean, this is, I mean, come on, I've been waiting all show for it. I know you've been waiting all show for it. Um, so before the eyes glaze over, all right, before the eyes glaze over, uh, I'm going to explain why this matters. And, uh, how honorable the Independent uh, Petroleum Association of New Mexico is. You know, Larry uh, Led, I'm sorry, Led Marker, who uh, you hear frequently uh, on, on this radio, is an independent uh, petroleum producer. He has his background in that world. Uh, New Mexico Oil and Yoga is a complete, talk about quizzling, uh, like most major trade associations now at the state level, at the federal level, they've given in to wokeness, they've given in to big government socialism, they just are there to, to, to scratch out whatever they can uh, from the people in power. The Independent Petroleum Association of New Mexico is not one of those organizations. I noticed that they had uh, written some, had submitted some testimony to a pending regulation that is about to be approved by our, uh, the people who, the people in D.C. who regulate uh, our investment, our public publicly traded company, things like annual reports and earnings reports by the major companies. Uh, this all happened back in the 1930s, amazingly enough, by a swindler who was hired by FDR to impose a regulatory scheme uh, on the on Wall Street. So the SEC, they, they write the rules. They write the rules for uh, transient accountability uh, in, in, in the investment world. So again, kind of boring, but this isn't boring. They've decided that just simply mandating disclosure of various things and, and letting investors know about the risks a company faces and what their quarterly revenues were, you know, the kind of things, you know, quantitative guys that you know, deep in the canyons of Wall Street, they look over all 
these numbers and they make it they want to move their money around and individual investors do that too if you uh, are just a small fry guy and you, you manage your own portfolio the securities and exchange commission decided you know what it's not our old regulations we're going to get into a whole new area called environmentalism uh so wow. now your ears are perking up a little bit and you're thinking oh yeah well uh, uh oil and gas uh <laughs> is, is the most important private sector uh, entity in new mexico so uh if the federal government's going to get into regulating the environment through uh investment rules what is going on with there so i kind of connect the uh, independent uh, petroleum association of new mexico to a dairy cooperative up in Wisconsin. They were another organization that submitted a testimony to these pending regulations. What the SEC wants to do, they're going to mandate that publicly traded corporations in all their filings, they have to disclose information about climate-related risks that are reasonably likely to have a material impact on their business. They also have to disclose uh, their uh, in, within their financial they're going to have to disclose emissions are, uh, including, I think I have the actual quote here, because these are, Eddie, these proposed regulations are hundreds of pages, and I just was going through just fast as I could to look at all this. Uh, they have to have a transition plan for your climate-related management strategy. Uh, what I started with, you have to express your greenhouse gas emissions, uh, all your types of emissions, those awful emissions, things that, you know, build industry and the developed world and, and keep the lights on every day in our homes. Uh, you have to disclose them in carbon dioxide equivalent you have to disclose your physical risks as well as your transition risks now your physical risks include both, wow. uh, acute and chronic risks and your transition risks uh we've all accepted well not all of us with a brain but say the klaus schwab uh global homo people have all said we're going to make this transition away from fossil fuels it's a completely unnecessary transition but they're they're band-aiding that we do it so companies are going to have to disclose how that transition, that inevitable transition, is going to affect their bottom line. So, again, it seems a little esoteric and something you might not care about, but uh, this is uh, a signatory assault on the investment world. So I walk you through use dependent New Mexico petroleum producers and yeah, this you, Wisconsin. Let me, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, do you define those two terms? Because I don't even think a single company would know transition versus physical. Do, you, do they uh, it, offer it, up a way of sort yes, of... In the, in the 490, literally 40 pages PDF uh, that these proposed regulations are included in that 490s. Uh, they, they do define all these things. But this is a Boston University economist, a female economist. You'd think, you know, university person, woman, you know, she's all in on, you know, green leftism and all that. She wrote a devastating critique of these, of, of this, uh, uh, these regulations in terms of uh, how unreal to assume that any company, and, you know, you don't have to be all that big to be a publicly traded company. We're not talking necessarily, you know, tens of thousands of employees. There's some, of, some of them are much smaller. They don't have access to resources. Uh, and so her, here, yeah, uh, her assessment, Boston University, Madison, Condon, evaluating climate risk involves forecasting macroeconomic, guessing on the success of carbon regulation and future technologies, modeling the relationship between atmospheric gas concentrations and global temperatures, predicting how temperature rise will affect Earth's climate, calculating how those changes impact physical economic assets. The task requires skills beyond that analyst, colossal amounts of data, and models that have only begun to be 
built, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, she does a wonderful job tearing this apart. But the other element, okay, and I know we're running out of time, the ESG funds, think BlackRock, okay? There's a, there was a big uh, testimony submitted by a whole bunch of free market organizations. ESG, the Environmental, Social, and Governance-themed funds, are an especially lucrative market opportunity for big asset management firms like BlackRock. For example, their fees are are substantially higher. One of their ESG funds comes with a management fee of 42 base points. That's a big, big difference between their standard index fund, SE500, which gets them only three basis points. So this, this is another example regulation hurts the little guy and potentially helps the big guy. It's called regulatory capture. It's a concept where the people who are supposed to be looking at our safety and our, and, and, and our finances end up getting in bed with big power powerful interests in Wilmington. This is a disaster. Independent petroleum producers in New Mexico know that. Dairy produce in Wisconsin know that. And you can know all too, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to rockoftalk.chat. I walk you through kind of chapter and verse why this is a is really a disaster. Uh, this is basically government mission. A regulatory authority is supposed to just mandate disclosure for financial open books so you know what you're investing in. Uh, one Wandering into, well, yeah, I don't even call it environmentalism. This is climate hysteria. The Biden administration said we're taking a whole of government approach to fighting climate change. Every federal executive branch, agency, department, commission involved in climate change. This is the investment sector regulators getting involved in climate change. If you think it doesn't hurt you folks down the line, down the line, it does. If you live in New Mexico, or heck, just if you have a 401k kind of investment vehicle that involves, you know, making purchases of, of corporate shares. This is uh, truly loathsome mission creep on the part of the government. It's going to hurt all of us. You can read all about it at rockoftalk.chat. There you go. Uh, Dowd, I have to ask, so these terms within this 490-page uh, document, they're sort of establishing a new lexicon for businesses, but it doesn't seem like they're doing it for businesses. I misspoke. Doing it against them. There's no way any business would be able to survive this. This would be uh, on a local level. We could make it more relatable. Um, you know, asking uh, certain companies here to start testing for COVID, and then asking them to be responsible for the results that come out of it. Uh, now, this would be just simply employee environment. We couldn't even do that. How would you try to go ahead and get them to quantify what that is? I think it'd be next to impossible. I think that's a very uh, relatable way of, of putting it and making it, I think, more reasonable because uh, this is totally insane. Yeah, this is an eco-alarmist power grab, and the Competitive Enterprise Institute had a really good line about this is not about protecting investors from climate change. Knows anything about? They can't predict what the weather is going to be the next three days. You're going to tell you how climate change can affect your business over the next 50 years, but this is, quote, a framework by which corporations can be pressured, threatened, and cajoled into operations consistent with political demands, climate change activists. That's all it is. It's not about protecting you, well, the little investor. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, if you <laughs> yes, are a virtue yes, signal, yes. you're a woke, you're a woke, uh, woke-ass, yep. broke-ass business owner. Uh, you could decide to go ahead and say, well, you know, I got a Tesla. I'm doing what I need to do for the environment. And we need to adhere to these uh, new things to save the environment. And you'd be like, well, I'm out of business in two years. And you'd be like, you put yourself out of business because you adopted this stuff. So this is where 
um, ine inevitably you will end up getting your own. Uh, a good news, there's a bill draft in Congress right now, a Republican Texas member of the House of Representatives that will repeal this and take away the authority of the SEC to mandate this. We need Everell to get on board with that bill. We need, uh, and we need, well, we need some success in November to get that bill through Congress. Yeah, and the other thing, too, a conservative talk show hosts are doing is they're doing way too much cheerleading right now. And um, I sort of changed that, um, what I'm doing on that today, because I think there's way too much involved. We are not in power and never underestimate the Democrats' ability for destruction. We've seen it happen again and again. And I think uh, they don't care. They're going to do whatever they can. So what are the people reading, Dowd? Your top five. Yeah, the people reading today, uh, again, blockofrockertalk.com. Chat, you can get the daily number one. Albuquerque Raw. Albuquerque's on pace for an all-time murder rate record. Who's been talking about that today? Uh, number two, Biden. The Biden administration paid billions of dollars. Latest vaccine flop. Great piece in the American conservative. Uh, number three, a hit-and-run driver in Los Alamos. Basically, gets away with a slap on the wrist. Criminal justice problems in our state. Uh, number four, Mark Ronchetti went to ESPA. I just wish I could have been at the Ronchetti event. Can you imagine what the response? of the crowd was uh at number go? five how did it go i, I, I didn't read the article de decent turnout look, look, look pretty good uh and number five our governor is taking action to uh make new mexico an abortion haven uh in in our in our uh what is it the uh, uh handmaid's tale country uh in response to clarence thomas and samuel alito and all those evil men she's a stupid woman no doubt about it um but remember i mean most of uh, your bosses, uh, hence Dilbert or Office Space, you know, they're, they're generally pretty stupid. So there you go. And uh, in my case, I, I'm just busy. Dowd, we'll see you tomorrow at 4. I'm going to continue until 7 p.m. We'll bring uh, Dowd back uh, tomorrow, our wonderful and lovable Dowd 3000. Um, there's a lot more I wanted to. I want to go back and finish that article here with the <clears throat> mayor. You want to call him that? I mean, anyone who is like sowing this much destruction in our city, can you honestly call that a mayor? Um, a lot of people like that uh, grooming festival stuff. Oh, by the way, we'll talk about U.S. stocks today, and then we'll attach more of that tomorrow because we got to talk about uh, CEO pay, which is ridiculous, totally, totally ridiculous. Um, and uh, given where trends are, not good, not not good at all. Okay. So here, Kiwi had some coverage, and before I, you know, get to the the rest of, you know, the article with Jessica Dyer, I think, um, they were talking about Albuquerque bringing back the mayor's state of the city party, using that in the headline as a sales piece, <clears throat> just rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm certainly, if you were dissatisfied with the mayor as much as I am, you also uh, don't like the word party being used for what we quote unquote are enjoying, uh, which is uh, some of the worst times that we have ever had here in our existence here in Albuquerque. Remember, let me qualify you. Embrace the suck. It's by design. Okay. After more than two years, the city of Albuquerque is back to throwing a big celebration for the mayor's annual state of the city address. We're, we're back to doing it folks. Cause everything's great. The 2022 event at the rail yards near downtown will mark the first in-person address since January, 2020, before COVID-19 arrived in New Mexico. <clears throat> Before the speech, the city is inviting the public to take part in what it's calling a quote-unquote community celebration from 10 to 1. 
According to the city, the celebration will include live music, entertainment, local food offerings, and opportunities to meet representatives from various city departments and organizational partners. He's expected to deliver to the state of city at 1 p.m. He did it. We'll uh, break it down all on Friday. The administration began hosting this party uh, in January of 2019. So that would be, this would be the third party. Turning the traditional political speech into a large-scale public party, the COVID-19 pandemic forced 2021 State of the City address to go virtual. By a recent increase in COVID-19 cases, pushing Albuquerque City Council to return to virtual meetings, the Keller administration says the 2022 State of the City party and speech will happen rain or shine. Oh, wow. He himself recently recovered from the COVID-19. This year's event is free. All ages welcome. Um, probably has some drag and some spirit and some pride stuff out there as well in front of your kids. According to the city's news release, the city officials are making anyone interested uh, by going to register through an RSV online portal. Uh, if you happen to be there, you happen to know the number of people who were there, I'd love to hear about it. And uh, you can text me directly in at 550-5500. Now back to this um, ridiculous article and let's uh, sort of wrap this up. So. Where Keller was, uh, by the way, uh, we just got to the part where he dismissed these ideas that were too surface or too superficial, as he said. We will stand up against shallow ideas that will neither work nor are remotely humane, he says. We will not round up people. I don't know who's uh, talked about rounding up people. We just need to make sure that they know where they can and they can't go and they don't have homes. So we can't just make any place a home. So why don't we protect the people who are actually, um, you know, sort of part of things officially. These people bounce from place to place and no one's trying to dispose of them, but we want to protect ourselves, our families and our community from them. Um, since many, if not everyone, is a user of drugs and or alcohol. We will not force people on a bus. We will not arrest people who have not committed a quote-unquote arrestable crime. Nothing is practically arrestable as far as a crime, and 99% of homeless people don't commit arrestable crimes due to the, uh, against the new sort of understanding, baseline understandings of what a quote-unquote crime is. Keller spoke inside the boiler shop at the Albuquerque Rail Yards, a cavernous space that now boasts new flooring and a new roof. Uh, any new businesses? No. Keller cited the rail yards redevelopment and planned, quote-unquote, rail trail. Another gimmick. Another year, another gimmick. Some other thing thrown up for no reason that no one's interested and we'll never hear about again. <clears throat> According to uh, their gimmick, they said it will help connect the rail yards to Civic Plaza and even Old Town, the rail trail, as two components of a multifaceted plan to improve downtown. We've been trying to rejuvenate downtown for how long? Why not actually have someone who lived there? And no, um, the country club is not living in downtown. When finished, this is going to be a place that will literally reshape the landscape and create a landmark like the biopark and tram that future generations will see as defining characteristics of the Duke City. No, it will not. People are leaving the Duke City. And when you force businesses, particularly downtown, Tim Keller, to pay for their own security, it will not work. It's a pretty cool project, he says. I think we should clap for that one. Uh, we can go back to the 2020, 2016. Uh, please clap by Jeb Bush. Please clap. Let's literally Tim Keller ask him. City Council Vice President Dan Lewis said after Keller's speech there was little to celebrate and the mayor doesn't seem to know what city he has lived in. I would agree with Dan. He said Keller's administration has failed on crime and homelessness despite large budgets, while the council's repeatedly approved funding for 1,100 police officers. The city has fewer than 900 today. Fewer than 900. He also criticized the mayor's recent proposal, also approved by the council, to raise a resident trash rates 
by a dollar to help cover encampment cleanup despite the city's current high revenue levels. The mayor said the city ignored the crisis we are in and was filled with excuses and blames for his failure to enforce our laws and keep our city safe and clean. Good job, Dan Lewis. So there you go. Uh, city is not holding the line. So um, not much more that we could say about uh, Tim Keller other than he has failed. Tomorrow we're going to cover the economy. Uh, we're going to cover the stock market, which was down substantially uh, today. Uh, we'll talk about how recycling will never work. Yes, I had to break out into a uh, <clears throat> liberal rag to uh, find that one. We'll also talk about how U.S. companies are moving to pay travel costs for employees and the woke-ass, broke-ass Colin Kaepernick's and the Deshaun Watson's of the world, as well as um, one of the things I didn't touch upon today was the sports world reacting to overturning the Supreme Court decision of Roe versus Wade. So we'll talk about that. Um, also touch upon the Supreme Court saying the high school coach can now pray on the field. We shouldn't have to ask for that, right? I think that's uh, bad. But when you seed to practicing what it is that you believe out in public then and they understand that this is why they do it right in front of you and they treat their quote-unquote movements like religion so you need to understand how you are seen in all of this uh, by the way we will also talk about the inevitable recession uh as well that is coming and i'll tell you why it is something that is totally unavoidable at this point and uh, of course the what 52 people now found dead in the abandoned 18-wheeler in San Antonio and why you will continue to see that, if not a lot more, uh, from happening. So thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in this afternoon. Glad I'm back and um, glad to be here with you in the most interesting city of the world, the place that I love and the place that we all call home. And I'm glad that you call the Kiva your home for you to listen in every day and level with what's really happening here in our community and out there across the country. Back tomorrow at 4 p.m. on AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM.